This is going to be the easiest show ever. Mm. Right on. I like to hear that. Yeah. Because your story is so fucking crazy. Eric Horace. And yet, and yet in 10 years, it could be so common. I hope. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Yeah. It's like, That's it's like 10 game. years ago, a 65-year-old woman doing a pull-up was nuts. Now it's like, eh. Yeah. Right. CrossFit, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Um. To, if you lived by a lake and you didn't know how to swim, you're an idiot. Right. If you live by a lake, on a lake, and you don't teach your kids how to swim, you're a negligent piece of shit. Right. Fair enough. If you're a doctor and you told someone not to do CrossFit, you're you're a fucking negligent piece of shit in my opinion. It's like telling someone that don't take swim lessons when you know they live next to a lake. Right. Like you are a human being. Go do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a very small chance that if you take swim lessons you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to drown in the swim lesson. Yeah. You have to you have to take that risk as opposed to just living by the lake and just making the assumption that 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 nothing's ever going to happen. But once you have kids, once you're responsible for other human beings, it's like, hey, man, and why do I say this? And I'm going to I'm gonna lead you into a thousand alley-oops, I hope. Because, That's all right. Because CrossFit, in, in your local affiliate or in your L1, you can learn the owner's manual for the human being. Right. Now, after reading your history, I think you've taken a little bit far. And we'll get into that. Two a days, three a days. You're getting crazy. You're addicted. <laughs> Easy to say. She'll and, definitely attest to that. And um, and and if you're a human being and you spend 24 hours a day in the water, your chances of drowning increase significantly. Like when you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so you, and so so we'll get into that. We'll get, talk about the exciting first, exciting part, exciting stuff first, and then we'll get really hypercritical and bash you. All right. Um, Sounds good. It's a typical show. <laughs> right. We, and, I was ready for it. I, and I'll bash Matt all the time anyway. I you? tried. I tried no. to direct it this way. You're still not in my favorites. 50, <laughs> 54 shows in. There, um, your 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 story has um a, a million interesting starting points. I think like really we should start at the beginning from when you were a kid, just like from the very very beginning. Um, do you have kids? I do not. You don't. No. You say your last name for me, Justin. Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Little you know Garrett is spelled G A R E T T, right? Right. And I how do. do you spell it? G E H R T. Wow. Yes. Garrett, yeah. it's like some. What? What are you? Your ethnicity? German. German. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to Garrett Fisher, who's like Mexican or something. Right. Wonderfully built human. Yeah, he is a wonderfully built human. Yeah. From the the tip of his hair, I haven't seen his toes, but I bet you they're nice too. <laughs> they're probably nice too. Yeah. Are you following the uh, what's going on in Venezuela at all? I am not. Oh man. Oh my God! <laughs> now I sound ignorant. Well, well, no, no, you're not. No, no, no one not knows. at all. He, no listened, he listened to one podcast, and now he's like the authority on it. Well, someone, oh. someone, someone DM me um, from Venezuela yesterday because we mentioned it in one of the shows. Basically, the the largest they're having a, a massive economic collapse, and there's the biggest migration of refugees in the history of the Western Hemisphere. Um, it's like three or four million Venezuelans are fleeing across the border. And uh, a couple of days ago, I read the average Venezuelans lost 25 pounds in the last year because of uh, famine. 
Yeah, malnourishment. Yeah, that's sure. crazy. Yeah. Um, Ten years ago, that was the richest country in South America. Anyway, I digress. Uh, what I really liked about this story is it was an orthopedic surgeon, shout out to Ron, Sean Rocket, who who told you to do CrossFit. Right. And we know orthopedic surgeons are the ones who should be like, oh, my God, don't do anything. We don't want you to damage or hurt your joints and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But this guy knew. Mm-hmm. He did. And any, any any smart doctor would know that, hey, you should, in the situation you were in, you should do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. They don't have a solution. Right. Did you ever have bariatric surgery? I did not. You did no you operations, any? no quick nothing. fixes, nothing. All righty. We're here with Justin Garrett as the guest, Matt Bishel, head of CrossFit Social Media, Eric Maciel. Who, who does it all, and the room looks cleaner and nicer than ever. I'm afraid you... Did you throw all my shit in the trash? Yeah. He's got a new well, setup, too. What? It was donated. <laughs> you didn't throw it away. You gave it away. <laughs> yeah. And um, and Justin's um, lady friend is here. Um, Janusz. Janusz. I, mean, I was, was going to let you try and pronounce Janus. it. What's your, what's your last name? Safavian. Safa- Are you Armenian? Oh. Persian. What's, your, what's the last three letters? Well, A I A I N, A I N or I A N, I A N. Sorry. So you are that, that you are you are Armenian. No, I'm Persian. No, you're Armenian. You can't tell her what she is. She's I A N. We'll get on Instagram. What is, what is that? What does okay, that good. do with anything? That's if you're I A N, you're so Armenian. So my, if you want the background. Yes, ma'am. Safavian is royalty, but it was Safavia, like no N. Um, and so back in the day, like before Iran or before. Persia was Iran. That's what it was. And then once they converted, for some reason, they changed my last name to Safavian. Okay, I'll so it slide. is a Persian ethnicity. You're, you're honorary Armenian. Yeah. There might be an Armenian. You have in royalty there in your presence. Thank you. <laughs> what happened? Where were you born? Uh, so I'm from a small suburb of Kansas City mm-hmm. called Olathe, Kansas. And um, yeah, I was. What's born- a small suburb mean? Two hundred people. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, you're not picturing like Kansas, like rural Kansas. Like, this is very much suburb of like any major metro. So, okay. there's at least 100,000 people. Might be closer to 150 or 200 now. Okay. So, like, um, you have a Walmart and a Kmart. Oh, yeah. And 35 I think we got two Walmarts now. Two so Walmarts. Okay. Big thing. Um, no, so I, uh, healthy family, happy family, um, only child, mom and dad, same, no divorce, anything like that. Um, I was actually surprisingly active. I, I reached out to my mom yesterday. And had her send me some pics of my childhood mm. and all the because I wanted to kind of paint a picture for you guys and I can show you on my phone um, that I even though I was big from a very young age, I was active from a young age too. I was always out in the street playing. I was always playing baseball, played basketball, played both sports every year from probably kindergarten through eighth grade. What year were you born? 88. So okay. thir- just turned 30. Okay. And are, are your parents overweight? Um. I would say by like the clinical definition, yes, for sure. Um, and they kind of joined this journey with me when I started too. Wow. Um, they kind of, because of the circumstances of when I started my diet and uh, clean eating and, and health, um, I had to go back and live with them because I had had that car accident. And, uh, and so they were taking care of me. We were cooking together, eating together. They were caring for me in the time when I couldn't walk. Um, and, uh, and so they reaped the benefits at the same time that I did um, when we started. So. That's a fascinating story, too, that someone, when you're 400 pounds and you break your foot, you're out. Yeah, well. But, but if you're 150 pounds and you break your foot, you're good. Well, right? yeah, and that was, um, 
I mean, the circumstances around like what the catalyst for all this was is that, you know, I was in a really bad drunk driving accident. I was, this is part of what fueled my obesity getting to the point where it was, was how much I was drinking. I was a weekend warrior. It wasn't like a go home and drink six beers and a pint of vodka every night kind of thing. But, um, I had left a function and I was driving doing 75 on the interstate. You were the drunk driver. I was the drunk driver. Yes. I was sole person in the accident. Thank God. Thank the, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, besides all the great things that happened to me afterwards, like that was the first initial positive is that I was the only one. Um, but yeah, I was doing 75 on the interstate. Um, I think I was texting and driving and I swerved, basically went perpendicular into the median on the highway doing 75, no seatbelt, which my size might've helped me in the case where I didn't, I was too big to go over the, <laughs> over the, the wheel. Um, but in that accident, then I, um, I broke both feet, but uh, the left ankle had done like a compound fracture. So it came, I had it resting on that, that spot by the emergency brake. And when the, Everything, it basically turned into an accordion, the mm. car. And my left foot rotated 90 degrees inward, and that bone shot out the other side, which I was totally unaware of. By the time I like came to it, I, I had already had surgery and all that. But I, So I've also broke... What kind of car? Uh, Chrysler 300. Was it nighttime? Uh, evening, like 7 o'clock. And how old were you? 24. Okay. Yeah. What kind of phone? <laughs> <laughs> was it an iPhone? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm an iPhone guy. All right. um, Me too. Yeah, um, that had zero to do with it. Um, but uh, you don't, yeah, you're so, not in a lawsuit with Apple. I, I am currently not. No. I, mean, if it was, nor, I know I was drunk and texting, but if the <laughs> iPhone was designed right, better. Yeah. It gets it was, harder it than Plus to reach those letters sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, no. So uh, basically, I had that accident. Fortunately, the only person involved. I was life flighted to the the hospital right down the road. Um, so they life flighted or the ambulance. I'm sorry. That's probably not the correct term. Ambulance. They. Okay. So how do they get, and we'll go back to you being born in a second. Okay. How do they get a 405 pound guy? That's how much you weighed then? Yeah. You had a scale that could actually tell you that? I had a bed that had a scale. I had to have a bed that was, I mean, oh, your picture like veterinarian kind of shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> you put a horse on it or you could put me on it. Like that kind of hospital bed. Like huh. he came in and told me that when I was. So you, did, so you didn't know. know how much you weighed at the time? No. Ignorance is bliss at that kind of – once you're over three bills, you're kind of – You know, I saw a picture of you at 405 pounds, and you, you – like you're a handsome man now, and you were like androgynous looking at 405. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It it's was a, It was a trip. Yeah. Like I was looking at him I'm like, holy, God, holy shit, he's gone from like androgynous to like handsome man. It's a trip. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So so how did they get a 405-pound guy you know, out the, of – a car into an ambulance. I mean, does, are ambulances even capable of that? You know, I, the specifics around all that, because no one was there, like I was alone. So no one had any document like of, of how that went down. I've never like actually sought out the people that were involved. Um, and you were unconscious? I was, yeah. So I had a concussion, a couple broken ribs, uh, things like that. But um, basically the next time that I was even aware was I was in ICU. I had already had surgery on my foot um i mean can you imagine the ambulance driver show up and see you in the car and be like oh yeah they had the jaws of life Mm -hmm. to get me out Um, how are we going to get this guy into the ambulance right yeah so i'm sure it took every bit of four guys to get me not the typical like you picture two guys grabbing right two sides of the flat board there i would imagine it's like that thing you use to carry the refrigerator right 
you know, probably put like straps, straps under or something. It yeah. was either two 15 year old crossfitting girls, <laughs> right. or four yeah. grown men who are still stronger than me. Yeah, today. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or four grown men. Oh my god, the girls right. at the games are nuts. Uh, crazy, awesome, crazy. Okay, so, so I get, yeah, so I get to the hospital. They have sur- they do surgery on this foot, and they basically run a rod through the top down into the heel to stabilize everything, and that's going to be there for like two months. Um, and so they didn't even, so we go fast forward to, I'm well enough now that in the ICU, like two days later, um, they're like, Hey, we want you to get up, go to the bathroom by yourself. You're going to be, you know, use a walker. And, uh, and I, so naturally I'm going to only step down with my right foot. I step down and it's shooting pain all the way through my body. And, um, and I'm like, no, that's not normal. Like, that's not a sprained ankle. That's not something. And then so they take me back in, do another x-ray. I had broken the the fifth metatarsal on the outside of my right foot. And they didn't know about it. They just kind of went with whatever was obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I had to have surgery on that and get hardware in there as well. So in like two surgeries in a couple of days. And then basically at that point, that's when the orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Farrell, um, he came in and he, he said, hey, you've got this scale on your bed. You weigh 405 today. Did you know that you weighed 405? No. No. What did no. you think you weighed? When you're that size for that long, you kind of get a stock answer that you just give people, like the stuff that you, um, like you're going to get a driver's license, and they're like, what's your height? What's your weight? And you're like, nah, 330. I mean, a lot of people won't. Is, is that 405? I, yeah, I would say. It's at least 360 to 370. Um, this was while I was in college. But yeah, like Who, you said. Who's the lady? Uh, just a friend at the time. Oh, okay. We just went to a, a college football game together. Okay. Um, yeah, so he came in and he said, hey, we just did two surgeries on you. You're not going to be able to walk. You are this weight. You have a scale on your bed. We got to find something to do because the last thing that you need in your life right now is to gain more weight from here, which is going to be super easy because you can't walk. Mm-hmm. You're literally confined. You're going wheelchair to bed, bed to wheelchair to recliner for six weeks. So we've got to come up with something that's gonna gonna work. And he said, try this, and it's the um, primal blueprint diet, the Mark Sisson um, diet that he had developed. So it's very much paleo. Um, he said, try this, give it a shot, go home. He gave me the link to a book on Amazon, bought it that day, and um, and so that was kind of the tool that he took. That, me that's home with. pretty cool that that guy did that. Oh, very cool. And he and this was something that he had done. Right. Okay. He had lost like 40 or 50 pounds on. And he was like, so I think for me, hearing that he had had results from it. And for some reason, it's just kind of like the delivery mixed with his personality and the circumstances. I was like, fuck, you got to take a flyer here and try it. And and, and at 405, you're constantly on a diet? Like one hour you're on a diet, one hour you're no, not? I mean, absolutely. Is, that, is that what life yeah, is yeah. like at 405? Yeah. Like you have the craziest relationship with food ever? Yeah. And the more I like continue to go back and think about it, it is very toxic relationship with the things that I ate. Um, like you eat a bag of Oreos and then you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat for the next 12 hours. Yeah. And then, I mean, eat, yeah. And then you eat two or pizzas. Like, or, yeah. Yeah. yeah what would eat look? a whole family size bag of Lay's potato chips. or Yeah. What, what or would you start the day off with? That's not that impressive. Uh, I did that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we've all done that in college. Um, you know, that's the, I was never like a really big breakfast person. And that was probably one of the first things I never did anything to jumpstart my metabolism or get it going in a positive manner. It was kind of like just grab. There's a few times in my life where you get that urge and you're like, okay, let's do slim fast shakes and try that. Mm -hmm. And then 
that just kind of went by the wayside. Like you just one day you run out of your case of SlimFast and you don't replace it. And so just next thing, whatever, you stop and get a cappuccino that's got like pure sugar in it at the gas station on the way to work. And that's, that's your breakfast. Um, I remember at one point, like the one like, where you push the button yeah, and like yeah, yeah. powder oh, drops yeah. for a long well, not time. The powder, and but it's like... the, the, it's like delicious. It's way better than cappuccino yes. at Starbucks because yes. it's just sugar. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's like a hot frappuccino. Um, but yeah, I mean, at one point in my life, uh, when I was going to work, I was getting like a cheese Danish every day and oh, a diet, yeah, yeah, yeah. diet Dr. Pepper. Like it's like the Big Mac and a Diet Coke thing. Like what? Dude, come on. Just commit to it. <laughs> Don't you have um, to do more crazy shit than that though to be 405? Like when, when I was a kid, I went to school every morning. My mom would take me to 7-Eleven. I'd get a donut and a, and a, and a beef stick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and non-fat milk. <laughs> right. And that was my breakfast every morning. Yeah. I would say... It was the volume at the same time as like there, I liked salads. Like I liked healthy foods my whole life. Like I've enjoyed vegetables. I've never had like my parents been like, Hey, you're sitting your ass in that chair and you're going to eat your vegetables and then you can get up when you're done. I've never had a problem with that, but I would like go somewhere and I would eat a salad, but I would get like three cups of ranch, three ramekins of ranch dressing oh, and right. use all that <clears throat> shit on there. And you can turn a, you can turn a salad pretty unhealthy. Quickly. Oh my God. Yeah. You're over a thousand calories without batting an eye. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, they're, but I mean, that was a healthy instance, but most of the time I was eating whatever I want and carbs for days and the alcohol, like through five years of college, partying, doing that. And were you drinking more than other kids though? Well, you can drink more when you weigh that much. Oh, <laughs> You know, you're like tolerance. If like, if your end goal is to, to be drunk or whatever, then you're going to, it's going to take more at 300 plus pounds. Okay. And so I think it's adding the dead calories of drinking then you don't eat well at all when you do drink. And then if you're hungover, then you continue to eat poorly. And it was just kind of a cyclical thing that just, I think, never got a chance to ever try and catch a break. And it was- Do you drink today? Very nominally, uh, like maybe one or two drinks a month. So you didn't go like the AA or- Oh, no, no. No, no I, was a, I was a weekend warrior, like I said. Okay. It wasn't like, I didn't have to drink beer in the shower in the morning to like start my day or anything crazy like that. Um, so, so they take you to the hospital. You have that surgery. Did you get a DUI? I did. You did. Oh, tell, how does that happen? Like the cops show up and you're like next they, to the bed, or they are there in the hospital to explain to whoever comes to meet you that you're because they have to relay the information to someone. They're like, hey, his blood alcohol was yada yada yada. Um, most likely, he will be getting this. It'll come in the mail. That's how it happened. <laughs> there. Yeah. So, so you're depressed at, on on multiple levels. You're 405 pounds. You have two broken feet, and you got the. Is that your first DUI ever? Ever. Yeah. And, and so you get the dreaded DUI. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure you'd had friends by then who'd gotten DUI. Like, I'm never getting one of those. Right. Yeah. Just a totally. When when you throw in the car accident, it's a totally different circumstance. Like, there's not like no one can give you like a stock answer of like, hey, this is how mine went down because this is how yours was. Um, it's just apples and oranges, or not even fruit to fruit. You know. Um, but you and, don't ever drink and drive anymore. No, Uber changed the game. You're like, I, I dodged that bullet once. Right. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, yeah. And I never really to drink anymore to the point where I can't, you know, Function. I don't have my faculties yeah. about me. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that definitely, kind of, especially in. I, Did you do I, jail time? 
I had to do like uh, after the fact. I had to do like a weekend in Martha Stewart jail kind of thing. <laughs> if you picture like Gridiron, Gridiron Gang, where they're like living in those little mobile things, it was kind of like that without the football. I don't, I don't know that. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's with the Rock. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I need to see that. Martha Stewart jail. Like it was like. <laughs> I don't get. Well, I mean, it's like very like easy. Like you have you have like three roommates and you're there. You check yourself in. You're like you show up like. He, but it's what, very, but tell they, me your name again. Janus. Janus. He met Janus there. Yeah. 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 We were cellmates. Uh, <laughs> That's what he means by good. Cellmates. My cellmates. Yeah. cellmates. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. So it was very much just like um, you go in there, you they and they pound you with things to say, no, no, no. What you did was horrible. You're a bad person. Change your shit. When you leave here, you're, ooh, yeah, you're fixed. You know, that kind of but thing. But you didn't need any of that. Not at that point in time. I had, it, already... The point was loud and clear. I mean, any extra stuff that they threw on after the initial, th- like all of that stuff was punishment enough for me to kind of know this is this is how your life is going to be after this. At 30, is a DU, if you have a DUI and it's six years later, is it gone? Or do no. you, still have to, you still have to deal with that shit? The only, I mean, now it's like trying to go to Canada. They're really hard about that. And we live really close to Canada. So when, does, still, that, when does that come off your record? I've been told 10 years. Is, 10 years is what I've heard too. Yeah. Oh shit! You should get a pass for being a model citizen <laughs> right. for doing the journey that you did. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Okay, so you're so so you're a young kid. Your parents are overweight, but they're not like this. No, 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 absolutely not. And you, do you have siblings? Only child. And your parents are um, workaholics, and you're a latchkey kid. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I had a very healthy family relationship and dynamic. They were very much uh, eight to five. I would go to school. They would drop me off at school. I mean, it was very suburbia esque. So uh, how did this happen? When did you start putting on weight? Were they just feed, did you drink Coca-Cola and eat Ritz crackers all day? Uh, I mean, yeah, that, I think that was not like, to, uh, I'm not bashing my parents' style. It's more like. No, it's okay. I, you I can bash them. No, no, no. They, they, think, it's, it's your responsibility uh, now. No, no, so no. I know. No, no, and it's like. The, <laughs> and you've the, taken responsibility. The changes that I take away from this is for when we have kids someday is that you have to say no. You have to, as much as you want to be a friend to your kid and let them enjoy the things that they think that they're going to enjoy, there are plenty of other things that they can and will enjoy as long as you don't set the precedent that you have to go to McDonald's to have food that you're going to enjoy or food on the fly has to be chicken nuggets and Coke and all that nasty shit that people are hopefully continuing to move away from. Um, How about a Snicker bar in um, aisle seven as you're passing through? Mom, I want a Snicker bar. Should we get it for you? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So it's I did the McDonald's uh, it's, it's thing. Enabling. I was I was it, not allowed to take off the candy rack, but I <laughs> right. but we did chicken McNuggets. Did you do a twenty piece? Uh, no, I don't think the twenty piece was out then. Oh, in the early nineties, I, I did the twenty but piece. You I might have made. I might have done 20? a DIY twenty piece. Oh. I got like the four or whatever. I did the twenty. I did the twenty piece at like ten years old. <laughs> what was your sauce? Oh, really? What was the sauce? The hot mustard. Oh, okay. Spicy mustard. Sweet sour sauce wow. for me. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so parents said yes. That was really. I mean, you I was had only twiz- child, you had so that, Twizzlers and shit at home. Um, yeah, it was just like any kind of comfort food stuff that you wanted. It was Capri you know, Suns. Yeah, because yeah. I played sports and shit like that. But it, it was clearly, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, that's like the back then, like the tandem thing. Like here's a, you went to practice. Here's a Capri Sun. You know, whatever that kind of stuff. Um, we so, we had Kyrani yeah, in here and and Matt Bickle and and I think it was I think it was Bickle who actually told us this and I'm sorry if it was Kai but basically you cannot be 405 pounds unless you drink your calories. Yeah, no, I 100% and so and, and that's why I bring up the Capri Sun. Like we had certain things like I was, we went to McDonald's, but you couldn't have Capri Suns in the house. Right. 
Yeah, no, I drank a lot of soda for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. And especially if you throw that in when you're not just beer, like if you're drinking mixed drinks, that just adds, uh, compiles onto it so bad. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think it was a great combination or bad combination of, you know, not only the horrible foods that I was eating, but drinking, you know, I love iced tea. I drink iced tea all the time now, but I don't drink it with any sweetener. Then I would drink like two packets of sweet and low, or it would be sweet tea from a restaurant or whatever. And then that is just totally, the good is negated right out the window with, uh, with all that sugar. So, Did you know you were overweight as a kid? Yeah, I got, I took shit for, you know, as long as I was well enough aware to know what it was. I mean, like, weird. You mean, you mean other kids making fun of you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the weird things like that. You don't even know how like an eight year old knows what a thyroid is, but Uh they're like, they'll come up to me like, do you have a thyroid problem? And that, that was their way of being a dick. Like, like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck a thyroid is. I'm, I'm in like second grade. Like, what are you doing? You know what that is too? That's like you getting out of the car in the morning and the mother and father talking and your friends in the back seat and the mother and father are all like, Justin Garrett must have a thyroid problem. (laughs) And then your friend hears that and he's like, I'm going to go try that out on Justin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go cut him down with that. See how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so definitely from, Damn. it's kind of, and as you get older, the more and more. And then did you go home and be like, mom, do I have a oh, thyroid yeah. problem? Oh, no, <laughs> never like that specific, but I, I would, I mean, there's plenty of times where I came home crying as a kid. And, and I'm, I, I'm a sensitive person, like I just am kind of naturally, my life in general has kind of made me empathetic to a lot of different situations and I experienced bet. a lot of things. So I came home a lot crying as a kid, you know, and it was just because you take, a lot of shit for being big and big is relative at certain ages, you know, um, you don't say fat. Oh no, I do. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. no, my, my old boss and I used to actually like say fat Justin, like he'd be like, Oh, fat Justin would go to happy hour tonight. And I'd be like, Was well, I'm going to cross. I mean, he's overweight, Okay. Yeah. but I'm like, I'm going to CrossFit tonight. I'm not going to do happy hour. Like stuff like that. Just like, we'll reference fat Justin from time to time. Not oh, like, like the guy you used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's saying like, the oh, fun, the fun guy, that guy, that guy would go to happy hour and he wouldn't even know where the CrossFit gym was. Right. But, um, yeah. So that's the picture I saw. I'm like, Oh shit. He doesn't even look like, I, I wouldn't even know if that's a man or right. a woman. No, a golfer. <laughs> no, that's a cane. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, <laughs> golf, that's golf. And that, that's some, that looks like bent ryegrass too. <laughs> yeah. <I reckon>. Please. <laughs> oh, we had, we had, uh, the CEO of Strauss meats in here. Okay. Amazing company, by the way. I highly recommend yeah. eating their meat. They they basically are they love their cows, but they're they're grass farmers too, right? Because mm-hmm. what they feed their cows is so important to them. So yesterday, Matt was in here like showing off his grass knowledge. Oh yeah, which is it's like pretty common knowledge. No, it's <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so so second grade, third grade, fourth grade, kids are making fun big of you. Yeah. And how big are you? I mean, I'm overweight. Like, uh, I mean, it doesn't. Like, are you a hundred? Show you like pictures that I I texted, but like, like, are you a hundred and fifty pound kid at, at in the sixth grade? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. And that's like me, my I senior mean, like, year, I and thinking, I was chubby. Yeah, like I would, I like any sport I played. Like when I got older, like junior high, like you can start playing football. I never played like pee wee football or anything. I just played school sports, and that was more of like a stay active, try and maintain or try and lose weight if you can. Um, but I just got thrust into whatever like the sport was for the big guy so if you're the fat kid you're a lineman automatically they're not going to give you the football um like baseball played first base where i pitched um all these things that were you, you know, good i was i'm actually very i was very coordinated yeah like, i could did shoot you get a basketball pick, were you the last guy to get picked or no other guys got picked after you 
middle of the pack. Okay, oh, that's enough. good. Uh, I was always the last guy picked, or some girls start getting picked, and then I got picked. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, God. <laughs> That'll scar you right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, in the eighth grade, seventh grade, they had a hard time getting T-shirts for me for organizations that I was in, just because, like... Like, who the fuck's ordering a 2X t-shirt in seventh grade? Nobody right. needs to be ordering that. Right. Um, and it's coming down around your knees, but fits the shoulders nicely. Yeah, it's a, it's a great blouse, you know? Right. It's in fashion now. Right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's kind of been the thing is, you know, and then when you're young and you're overweight, like, you find something that you like and then you wear the shit out of it because it's the one thing that you feel confident in. Right. And you're not yeah, always yeah, pulling yeah. And then kids will give you shit yeah. for that, too. So right. it's like they're very, you know, when you're young, you're just observing a very weird odd things that other people are like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, so that was, I think as I progressed you, in this journey, I think like thinking about all that kind of shit is, is always like a little nice motivator in the back of your mind. Like, Hey, you don't ever want to have people look at you. You want people to look at you and say, damn, that guy, what does he do for a workout or, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Like you got great traps or you got huge arms or. Did whatever. you make fun of other kids? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. None, not there was nothing. No, you, I mean like f flipping shit to your buddies, like totally different deal. But no, I was never a bully. No, absolutely. Right, not. you never called another kid fat. No, or made fun of him for being skinny. No, how about a big nose joke? <laughs> no. All right, just checking. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. I have heard that there are so many obese males now, young males, that it's it's affecting their genitalia. That that little boys, that there's a, a point in which your genitalia has to drop. And that if you're obese at too young of an age, it won't drop, and it's something you can never recover from. Interesting. Did you have, have any issues with that? No. Your genitalia dropped perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Delicately. Yeah. Because because that could be that could, that when I heard that I was like, the crazy part about being this big, and and you've been generous enough to share some pictures that we'll get to um, sooner or later is, you, you've done some you've done you've bent the frame of your car, you've done some irreversible damage, right? In terms of the skin, mm -hmm. and um, but that you can live with. Yep. But it, but if but if you have parents who make who are allowing you to eat so poorly that it affects your genitalia at the age of fucking nine, right? Like I mean, like the, like now we're talking about almost like your parents need to go to jail. Like, well, I mean, like it could be just unaware as well. Complete ignorance. You're right. You're right. But um, I'd say this: the percentage of that ignorance is much smaller than just like lack of trying or i mean it's just easy it's when you tell people about losing weight you say it's not cheap it's not fast and it's not easy so none of those things are appealing to mm -hmm. parents they're like fuck i got this kid this is a little chunky but i've well, got yeah, i'm yeah. trying to make a living i'm trying to pay for that little kid or that little kid and their brothers and sisters it's just a very from the outside and it's not an appealing mm -hmm. thing i mean and, and i'm not a parent i don't have any kids i just have a cat but I imagine, like, after a while, you're just like, fuck it, fine, sure, take it, eat it, go. Yeah. Right. Like, you mean, like, the, the way Tom does? Least resistance. <laughs> <laughs> we have a friend I... named Tom that has a fat dog. <laughs> no, he's hey, a, 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 a heavyset heavy dog. I just, I just, he's a husky. I just struggle with fat pets. <laughs> he's but... a husky that's not a husky. We have a, um, I think he's a urologist coming in here, Tom Siskron, in mm. April. CrossFit Medicus. Okay. And I'll and I'll ask him. I'm glad your penis is okay. Yeah, thank you. That's huge. <laughs> Would you I mean too. genitalia <laughs> penis? Wow. Oh. All right. Can right we there? 
Janus. Janus. How, you can Jan- call me Juice for short. Janus. How am I just knocking it out of the park with Janus? Yeah, you you killed can't. It. Yeah. Janus. I'm going to spell it J A N U I C E. Janus. That's like Jan- Janus but a little bit. I just like because it has juice in it. It has like some go. of the letters yeah. from juice. My nickname's in it. Janus, Janus. So juice. if you called me Juice, I would respond. Ooh. Um, okay, so then you. Growing up is, is not fun in, t- in terms of dealing with your weight. Kids are making fun right. of you. We talked about the clothes situation. Right. You go into junior high. You go into high school. You're playing You're playing sports. In junior high, yep. yep. And that kind of ended at junior high. And then, like, the only, like, real – I mean, I would play, like, pick up basketball with my buddies and shit in the driveway. And then we had – Is gym. anyone talking to you about your weight at this point? Is your mom like, oh, I want you to eat healthy and putting bags of carrots in your lunch yeah, and shit so, like that? Yeah, so, like, late elementary school, early junior high, um, I had gone to, like – a it was, for lack of a better term, it was like a fat camp, but it was at night during the week, and it was like two an hour twice a week where you go and they tell you about dieting, and you do some exercise and stuff like that, and hopefully whatever you take away from that you carry into your personal life, and it has a positive impact. Didn't work. I didn't like it. I was uncomfortable because I didn't have any confidence. Um, were the and, other ki- were the were you the biggest kid in the group? Uh, from what I can remember of that experience, yeah, I was up there. Do you remember any of the diet tips they gave you? No, no, because no, it was it was something that I didn't buy into. I didn't like, and it was just so I was forced to do it, and I it just kind of who, who forced you? Uh, my parents, my, they wanted me to do it. So they acknowledged there was some oh, acknowledgement. Yeah. No, of absolutely, your size I did. At that point. I did Weight Watchers at one point, um, in ju- late junior high, junior high. Yeah. When you went to this thing where there's some kids, you were like. You're not fat enough to be in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he probably just likes video games too much and his parents wanted to, right. to get out of the house. Um, yeah. So there's definitely times where I would get that real rah moment and get into it. And there was a couple times or there was one time my like senior year of high school, I went on a diet and I would eat a salad every day at lunch and I would, had enrolled in gym class as one of my credits. And so we would go play basketball every day and I would eat healthy. And I think I lost like 30 pounds. One time I had good results, and then I think that was going into the end of my senior year. And then from there, it's like, okay, then you jump into that transitional period of you're free and you're at college and partying and doing all that, and it, the wheels came off again, and that any did, positive had been. Did you ever look crazy. at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, shit, I've gone just way too fucking <laughs> yeah. far? Like, Every day what? you get out of the shower. Oh, it is like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of. And you, I think I might have mentioned when I reached out to you initially, like I, uh, going back further, it's like um, I went to get a physical for elementary school, you know, like every year they make you do that before you start. And um, doctor that I went and saw, huge prick. I still loathe the guy to this day for what he said at the time because that was another thing is you always have to figure out the tact of reaching out to people and mm-hmm. how you're going to really break through whatever their force field is of – being willing to hear what you're saying. He literally asked my parents, he was like, do you like tie this guy to the couch and force feed him Snicker bars? Like that was his, that was his direct quote delivery. I'm like, dude, how the fuck are you a doctor? Like saying things like, I mean, what did your parents say when you walked out of there? By the way, I read that last night, like twice. I wrote it down. My parents still hate the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it didn't set well with anyone. I mean, naturally that kind of comments pretty out there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, that was kind of that was Hel- like helping one of, people. One one asshole comment. Yeah, right, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has great Yelp reviews. Uh, do you remember? <laughs> was it Kaiser? Uh, no, it was like a, a local f- uh, practice attached to the big hospital in the suburb that I was in. 
my my as as a kid, I remember my ankle was killing me one day, and I'm like, "Mom, you got to take me to the doctor. I can't take it anymore." So she took me to the doctor, and we went in there. I had my checkup. He couldn't find anything wrong. He, he asked me to leave the room, and he talks to my mom, and my mom comes out. We're in the car, and my mom, I go, "What did, what did he say to you in there?" And she goes, "He thinks you're making it up because we're um my my uh my dad and I, or your dad and I are divorced." I was fucking 13 and my parents got a divorce when I was three. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good doctor. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I know I wanted to go back there and just <laughs> fucking hit him with a bat. I'm like, my fucking ankle hurts. Anyway, sorry if I offended any doctors. I like doctors. No, no. doctors I do too. Cool. I do now. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, so um, do, does a comment like that make you start crying when you hear that? When the doctor oh, says yeah. that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like I said, I was a sensitive kid anyways. And then here's shit like that. You're like. All right. Reaffirming anything that anyone's ever said. You're like, uh, maybe I thought it was just that kid was an asshole. No, well, the doctor, the guy, like, who are the people that you learn to, like, trust as a kid, right? It's like doctors, policemen, firemen. And this is one of those big, big name professions. And, and you're not. At eight years old, he saw that you were so fat that it elicited a complete asshole, sarcastic comment out of him. Right. Yeah. Do you tie this kid to the couch and force feed him Snicker bars? Yeah. Insane. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. So, so, so you, so you know the whole time. Yep. You go to high school. Your weight starts becoming such an issue that you're not even doing sports. Is that what yeah. Mean? I mean, I, I, I was the, I was good enough. Like I was coordinated at all of these sports. I was good. I could shoot a three pointer and be fine and all that. But I was never good enough to like make the team. So like when you get to that level in high school, like yeah, the local YMCA league shit stops. Right. And if you're playing, you're playing for your school. And are you getting so. tired just going up a flight of stairs already in high school? Um, yeah. I mean, like a, a I, w- I was good at shooting in basketball, so I'd kind of be the cherry picker. I would like run to half court. What shit's going on down there? Yeah, you guys got it covered. <laughs> I'll stay down here and wait for the basketball. Um, I remember that kid. Yeah, right. I was that kid. Um, and, but I loved sports. I did. I, I was. I was well enough at them that I wasn't embarrassed about them and my friends I think that I got through high school well because of my social skills um like I was I nominated for prom king like wow. in my senior year like I was very, I had a very good social life um you were you were fun you were the life of the party yeah but you also have that role you're like you're the Jonah Hill right you're like everyone likes the fat funny guy sorry you know? jo- sorry Jonah yeah sorry <laughs> if you're listening yeah, my bad dude um, he's still funny when he's skinny. Who's who's the giant fat guy who died from drug overdose? Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Let's do yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. Let's do. Let's leave. Jonah. That's right. Let's yeah. leave John alone. He's we'll still alive. Yeah, he's still he alive. Is. No. Um, How much did you weigh your senior year? Uh, I think it was probably like right at about three hundred pounds, between like uh, two seventy and three hundred. I would say. So you you were so at was, that weight for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you strong? Um, like, did you do stuff in the gym? Would you go in and do bench press or? The only like Calf experience I had with or... weightlifting before CrossFit would be like seventh and eighth grade. They had like one of the coaches did like a morning strength class at like before school started. We're going to do like, yeah, like um, calf raises. Like I had like natural strength. Yeah. Cause you have like that much weight. Like shit, I can hop on the hip sled and I can push 400 pounds, but it's cause I weigh 250 pounds as an eighth grader. Like it's crazy. It's a lot. Really, strength, how much? You know? That's how much you weighed in the eighth grade. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's. I mean, at at a, oh man, I don't even know. Like two years into my weight loss thing, I started cleaning out my closet, and I, the stuff that was like super skin tight, and like you saw every curvature of 
fat and whatever. Um, and my junior high shirts, they were like nightgowns on me. So it's kind of, it didn't take a terribly long time, you know, hundred pounds, 150 pounds. And why did you wait so long to clean out your shit? Were you nervous that you were going to go back to it? And oh, absolutely not. No, the, from the first time I had results, it was like, this is it. You now you've got what you've never gotten before. Um, it was just, actually, it was more, I sought them out. I was actually really glad that my mom had kept some of that stuff because it was cool for me to say, holy shit, this has never fit this good since the day that I opened it out of the package. Um, See how far going, you've come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like on game days in junior high, you're going to a football game and you wear your jersey and the jersey is tight. And then like you have your old football jersey and you throw it on. And you're like, holy fuck, I could fit shoulder pads under here and I'd still have extra room, you know? Right. As um, a grown man. As a grown man, right. So it's, I mean, that was actually very cool to be able to have that like to go back to and actually say, dude, look what you've done now. You're not going to stop now. This is just your commitment and dedication that you have now to your health. And, and, and obviously it, it, I'm sure it's a day to day thing. None of it comes easy. Where did that show itself before you found CrossFit? Like, where did you excel? Where did you show day to day discipline? The day I got home from that car accident. But I mean, even before then, did you have anything that you were just amazing at? I was a really good student. Yeah. I graduated with over a 4.0 in high school. Okay. And I did well, even in college when I was part, like I had one bad year and then I started, you know, had to kick my own ass and get it in gear. And I did, I mean, I graduated well in college. Um, so I was, I was good at school. What would you say? What would you say is like a bad year? Like three, five? Oh no, no. Bad. Academic 1.9. Academic probation. I went from 4.1 to 1.9. So there's a lot of like lifestyle things involved in that, that, Kind of that was two semesters in a row, so kind of had that come to Jesus meeting with myself and my parents, and saying the the well runs dry here if you don't mm-hmm. change, and so just had to get, you know, back in the the game. But academic um, probation at one yeah, night, oh yeah. yeah, twice, yeah. For you, that. Ever, you ever been on that, Matt? Uh, no, not that I remember. No. I was on that. Were you? That we sucked. Was that what, yeah. one of your ten years in college you were on? Yeah, there? that <laughs> sucked. I hate well, it. Doctor, that. Huh? No. <laughs> Doctor Matosian, Esquire. Yeah. So you graduate from high school, you have discipline, mm-hmm. you just don't have it pointed at in the right direction, in the right direction yeah. yet. Or okay. I couldn't parlay that into another aspect of my life. You go to college, mm-hmm. you graduate from college, mm-hmm. yeah. you're living at home when you have your car accident? Um, I had actually just, so that was a year out of college and in my first job and um, the week before I had moved out with some buddies and gotten a house. Um, what was your first job? Uh, in high school or no, this job uh, that you had um, when you moved out with your buddies working for an it contracting company. I still work for them. They relocated me to Washington. What is that? What's it like doing a job interview at 405 pounds? Are you, do you know that they're discriminating like a motherfucker? I had, cause a, they are, I had a mutual everyone is. So right? that was like, I think if I had gone in there stock cold and not known anyone it uh-huh. would have been like holy fuck this guy's a flight risk like he's gonna have a heart attack on the first day right um we're on the fourth floor what if the elevator breaks like what are we gonna do like all that stuff all that shit no i mean yeah, yeah. but i i had a, a connection um that had connected me with this company and so they they kind of knew my background and and knew what to expect when i came in there um i mean buying dress clothes at 405 that's a that's a task um there's nothing more embarrassing than going to a big and tall store to buy your clothes. And it's like on a main road. Like I remember like that was And your of, waist is bigger than your inseam, although maybe mine is too, but significant double. Let's go with double. Yeah. Your waist is double your inseam. Damn near, yeah. 
Do you remember the biggest your waist was? It was somewhere between 50 and 54. Okay. Yeah. 54 fit nice. 50 like, ooh. Sure. At 54, you can crank like the that. belt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, fit. And then definitely uh, 6X was the shirt. So, I mean, you got to buy all your shit. At, yeah, custom. Yeah, everything's that big and tall. Wow. Um, so, so someone got you in the door, and did you do yeah. a job interview? I did. Yep. Yep. And they gave me the, and they gave me the job. And um, but then yeah, my quality of work was probably not. I was and through high school into college and into my first year of work, I was almost borderline narcoleptic because of my health. Like I would fall asleep driving all the time. I haven't fallen asleep driving once since. Um, like where you're just kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. coming in and out, coming in and wow. out. And I would yeah. fall asleep at my desk all the time. And it wasn't because I had done anything the night before. It was because I was just so lethargic. I, the shit that I was eating wasn't good mm-hmm. and it wasn't giving me any energy. And I would just sit there and it would just kind of, you know, struggle every day to. Yeah. I'm thinking about like um, uh, flying. Like you can't be 405 and be a, a steward. You can. You can? It's awkward. I rode next to uh, I rode on a plane to New York once with a Super Bowl winning defensive lineman from the New York Giants and another slightly big guy, and the three of us were on one side of the aisle together. That was that's uh, the maximum threshold for three seats. Yeah. <laughs> I never had to buy two seats. Oddly enough, I don't know how. But, but I mean, but... the steward, the guy, the guy, isn't oh. that what they're called? Oh, oh, like a flight attendant. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah. What it's, it's 2018. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're, we're a few flight. decades off on that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm 46 today. Oh, today's your birthday? Yeah, it is. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, man! Thank birthday. you, thank you. Um, we'll go with Stewart since it's my birthday. The flight attendant. <laughs> you can't be you can't you can't be four or five. So 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 can can people legally discriminate discriminate against people if they can't do the job because of their weight? Like like even like could you even oh, work like at you make... couldn't walk down the aisles as a flight attendant? Yes. Oh yeah, no, I would not think so. Or 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 even like you know fast food joints. Like I'm, I watch them at In and Out. And there's like 18 kids back there just like scurrying around like ants. Like if you wait 405, like. Yeah. You'd be saying, excuse me, the whole time you're working. Or, you, or you'd be like back your shirt. I don't being think the, you could. In I don't the think fry you, machine. Your hand I mean, would thinking be about the that register. Way, I, yeah. I don't think you could. Uh, I don't think you could be on your feet working for eight hours. Really at that way. I, 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 you can't even I, sit at your desk and work. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Did you. Have you broken a lot of chairs? Uh, I broke a couple. Yeah. Some of my friends were fucking with me and others, and that just made it easier if they were doing shit. But um, Oh, like they know you're going to sit down in a chair, so they like loosen something? Right. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, this, I couldn't sit. Like that in college, I'm like. You mean the chair Janus is sitting in? Yes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I mean, this, like, my, I've not, I have not sat in one of these. Uh, since college, maybe we um, should have had him sitting there. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to <laughs> my we'll like myself would be my back would be touching the back of the seat, and I would have to be over like hunched over, and I would kind of literally be folding over to like the halfway point on it. I mean that that and that's college. That's I'm embarrassing. Sorry. No, no, I'm you're sorry. good, man. It's, no, I, nothing, nothing bothers <laughs> me anymore. I'm very and the, as every day passes, I'm even more open to talking about it. Like I told you in those emails, it's I um. As a young man, I had a film that played in the Kansas City Film Festival. And um, a taxi cab driver was driving me to the airport after the film festival was over. And he comes up in a, in a, in a minivan, an American minivan, like an Astro van. And he has the seat fully reclined and back as far as it can go. And he's so big that he still 
sitting upright. Mm. Yep. He's so fat that he's sitting upright, even though he has the seat all the way back and fully reclined, like a position that I'd be laying, I'd be lying right. down in. And then we're driving to the airport, and um, I have my girlfriend at the time in the car, and he says, hey, I'm really sorry about this, and he doesn't tell us what he's doing, and he pulls over on the side of the freeway, and he pees into a bottle. And I realize that he's so fat that he doesn't get out of the car, he just pees into a bottle. Oh my goodness! Wow. Wow. So Never that bad. Sorry. No. Never that bad. Newt, next guest. <laughs> Where's I mean, that guy at? Yeah. yeah. What's he doing these days? But, but can you see that another two hundred pounds on you at six hundred? Wow. Does that? I mean, I can't now. But I, it, if I think like, if, were you headed there at four hundred pounds? Yes, were you like, oh I, shit? I don't want to. I think about that. If I hadn't gotten in a car accident, what would my life be like? I could be dead. Right. I mean, for all I know, could have had a heart attack. Could have Chris Farley. You know. Right. Just done. Um, you'd, you'd had to make some blow in there, but. <laughs> right. Never went down that road. Um, but yeah, I, I think about it, but it's very hard to even imagine now because I'm so far removed from that feeling being almost six years now. You've been at 195 for six no, years? No, uh, oh. no. No, this whole thing started like June. This June will be six years. Okay. Um, since no you started more. since you started your weight loss journey. Yes. June and, of 2012. And how And you've been doing CrossFit since? Uh, August of 2013. And how long have you been at 195? Um, at least two years. Yeah, I would say. Excuse me. Yeah, just before I relocated, it would probably be. Yeah, so end of 2015. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and we were talking today on the way over, just kind of like that 195 looks different from the 195 that was then and the 195 that's now. Like you could look slimmer, but fat weighs more than our muscle weighs more than fat, so that those kind of transitional things. I ran into you in Starbucks before the show, and I hugged you. And you're 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 a thick man. Yeah, you're a strong dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and you weren't like that when you lost your when you first lost the weight. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, there's a and, lot. And of... you got some big old arms. You got some like Jason Kaliba triceps and shit oh, on you, right? Well, I, <laughs> sure. He'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Kaliba's a beast. Yeah. Um, okay. So so um, so you 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 finished college. You get this job, I don't know how, and you move in with some friends. One week. You're living there one week when the accident happens? Mm -hmm. I had to move back in with my family. Oh, shit. Are you still friends with those guys? Absolutely, yeah. Um, your mattress was on the floor in that house? You didn't use uh, bed frame? Well, that was more not out of because I couldn't get into it, but I didn't. I was box springs and mattress. Okay. Young Just because you're 24. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And... Um, um, had you had you had any um, girlfriends during that time? No, twenty four years old and like that's not. You're no. cool. You're prom. Maybe you nominated for prom. Right, team, right. But that, that doesn't. It's not raining get you anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, an accident happens. Mm -hmm. And how long before you get back on your feet again, figuratively and literally? Because you you told us you got in this car accident, you broke both your feet, right. you moved back home with your parents, and how long is that? Process. So a week in the ICU, have both of those surgeries in that time for both of my feet. Um, get me set up with like a occupational therapist, all that stuff. Then I have to go move back in with my parents. Thank God they had like a, their master bedroom was on the ground floor. So my parents took me into their home. They moved out of their room into a guest room in the house. And, um, and then I basically was set up in there. And so this was from the time that I went home to the next time I had a checkup with my orthopedic surgeon was six weeks. Um, and that time I had one of those like wood 
slide boards where you can like slide out of bed into your wheelchair. There's no shout. You get like a light sponge bath, nothing crazy. Um, and so I would like wheelchair from the bedroom to the living room and then I would use that board and get onto a recliner. So this is why I'm, I mean, you got all sorts of weird shit going on too, right? Like you got rolls of fat with like lint stuck in it and like blisters and your belly buttons fucked up. And I never had like, Mm. uh, like the, I I would definitely in the belly button, I would get like that kind of like that heat rash red. Um, and sometimes underneath like, uh, the, the chest area, um, but yeah, he. This is what that life going back and forth from those always seated. You're never exerting any more than, and that was very tough too. At 400 pounds, is sliding yourself, being able to basically dead weight, push yourself up, slide, and navigate back and forth. This is why he emphasizes the, the diet, because he's like, dude, you're not really exerting anything, for you're breathing you know, a month and a half. That's really it. You're at a resting heart rate. So for, for six weeks, you do that diet. Six weeks, and what? And do you stay stay strict with it? Strict. This is that's where. Did that's you my, hit? Are you like crying every night with your mom and dad? They're like hugging more out of you, pain. huddling. Not, oh. not out of like lack of food. No, no, no but I mean just emotional. Like I'm so sorry. I can't oh, believe this is my. Situation. Oh yeah, there was a very rough. Like that first <clears throat> week, there was a lot of guilt, a lot of sorrow, and a lot of like just straight up pity party. You know, for like, sure. Shit, dude. Yeah. I'm a big. I was already a heap of shit. Now I'm a bigger heap of shit. Because did you did think it. about killing yourself? Absolutely not. No. I never, and that was a, an odd thing compared to maybe a lot of people who were my size. I've never been depressed, um, or at least whatever the clinical version of it. I mean, I've had been sad naturally, right. but I was never depressed. Never thought about killing myself. Um, like my car accident was not me trying to kill myself. Um, but when you're eight years old and a doctor tells you that, um, what are your parents doing? Force feeding you Snicker bars? It's hard to go. Yeah. Below that. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you had a good baseline. Yeah. He sets you up for success. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think about him all the time now. I, I like I said, I don't like him, but I still think about him because that's a good comment. It's just a, it, if you want to use something to fuel yourself to be like, hey, we're not going back there. Let's remember I'll, that guy. And- let's not have anybody tell us that again. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll, exactly. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never um, forget that taxi drive, that taxi trip. I've taken taxi two hundred times. I'll never forget the time the guy right. peed in the bottle. It's just those weird things where you have those moments and those yeah. people that had a profound impact even though they were in your life for a very small amount of time he he told my girlfriend to look away <laughs> but i'm but, but, but there was like there's no, no missing that well he he hasn't seen his dick in 10 years and she sure the fuck isn't going to see it from the back seat <laughs> i mean it was just kind of the whole thing was weird but oh did he was was the meter running while you were while you pulled over you know it was yeah it was running and it was during a cra- you paid for that it was a, yeah. during a crazy it's a show crazy show. thunderstorm <laughs> It was, we were going to the airport at probably like four in the morning. There was thunder and lightning and it was probably a hundred degrees outside. So the car now was sweaty and hot mm, inside and smelled like nice this aroma. guy's urine. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I feel like I'm in had there right now. Had asparagus for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so six weeks at home, you, you follow basically this paleo diet. That with this, my family. Yeah. Um, that Dr. Daniel Farrell. Daniel Farrell. Are you still friends with him? I saw him... A year ago. He didn't know who I was when I walked in. Awesome. I loved it. Um, did you do that to just I wanted as to a just thank go you? talk to him. Yeah. It was April of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Hold on. That's awesome that you did that too. Because that's the kind of stuff that gets people through their day too, right? right? Like Absolutely. you, you gotta show gratitude. Totally. Absolutely. And 100%. now he's got another five years of hardcore employment in him, right? Right. Like he's he knows he's making a difference in the world. Absolutely. Six weeks at home. 
And what happens then? You go in for another doctor's checkup. You've lost 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Yeah, you can, so your foot is healed. Right. So that was the other thing. To get me in the house, they have three steps to go up their sidewalk into the house just to kind of portray how much difficulty there is in moving a person of that size. We had I had a lawn mowing business in high school. Um, we had I had two ramps to get my lawnmower up in the wood ramps to get my mower in the back of my truck. I was in a wheelchair. My parents' neighbor, who's this absolutely yoked gym rat guy, strong as hell. He was the only person who could get me in the house using those lawnmower ramps in a wheelchair. Like that was still how <laughs> difficult, like were they, were they, did... were they homemade ramps? Like you made them wooden ramps. Yeah. So when you were, when he wheeled you up, could you hear him like creaking and shit? Uh, <laughs> no, they were like two by sixes. So they okay. were pretty, okay. pretty sturdy. All right. Um, Matt knows wood. Is that good? Two by six, Matt? I was thinking they were two by sixes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Kind of stock thing. You could put a four wheeler on them. I, right. I probably made weight as much as a four wheeler, but, uh, um, yeah, so he gets me inside. So we do this for six weeks. And my parents do the whole thing with me strict. There's no divergence from this for that entire time period. And they, I mean, their results showed that, excuse me, um, I think that each of them had lost close to 20 pounds in this time, which just shows you how bad our eating was to just, to not even exercise. You're not even walking around the block. You're not riding a bicycle. You're not doing anything. You're just changing your diet. And you have those kind of results. I lost 40 pounds in six weeks without taking a step. Can't emphasize enough. Greg Glassman says it every time I'm with him. Nutrition is the foundation of CrossFit. Absolutely. If you had to choose nutrition or fitness, you got to go with nutrition. Right. You can't outrun a shitty diet. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and it's the, it's the cornerstone of health. It, it's, it's all four corners. Right. Yeah. Of health. Yeah. No, you need to sleep. No, no, just get your eating dialed, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it. it's like just figure out one meal. Yeah. You right. know, start there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I had that was really the first time where I had had results. I knew that I had lost weight. I wasn't sure how much it was because I mean I couldn't step on a scale. I didn't know. I'm still. How in this did wheel. you know? Uh, my clothes were fitting differently. The shirt that I would put on, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this I got a little. I can got a little ply to it here. It's not like cling wrap. Okay. Um, and so I had had a good idea, and and I was also just hopeful. You know, I w anything was going to be great. That would have been a win. And when then, you're uh, 405, do you always sleep on your back? No. No, you you flip around yeah, like a yeah. okay. I'm kind of a restless sleeper. Okay. Um yeah, so we went to the doctor and um wheelchair or walking? Uh wheelchair. Okay. Wheelchair to car, car, wheelchair into the hospital. He gives me permission to get back on my right foot. Left still got a long longer turnaround time with the the pin being in there. Um but gets me up, shows the forty pounds, he loses his shit, he's elated. <laughs> I do too, because I've you know, never had results like this that I can see. Um, he can't believe you did it. I think that's for sure. That's the first. Because you know he's told you a thousand someone, people, yes, right? Anytime you interact with someone at that level, it's, you know, the same as someone walking in the gym. Like, oh, well, I'll never see that guy again. Right. You hope you do. But, you know, there's the realistic part. And um, and so he, he bought in and he was like, all right, you're going to come back again. And uh, in like four weeks, let's see how you progress. And, um, and then we'll get that rod out of your foot. And, uh, and I went home and I kept doing it. it. By this time it was habit forming and it's like a protein shake in the morning. Then I'm just eating like literally, and it's funny when you go to the L1 and you learn the, uh, you know, uh, meat and vegetables, some nuts, um, no searches. It was basically the diet that I was following and my snack would be, uh, deli turkey or my salad would have oil and vinegar on it. Um, things like that. It was all habit. And I loved all of that shit and I loved it more because it was working. Um, I love you that you plugged the L1. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and so I went back four weeks later to get that, that rod out of my foot. And, um, 
and I was down 60 pounds. And I'm like, fuck, this is so okay, 10, 10 weeks, 60 pounds. Yeah. And it's okay. all food related. It's, I mean, that's basically a pound a day. That's it, gotta be great yeah. to see. Yeah. And now people are tripping. Yeah. You, you can see 60 pounds. I you mean, can't like, see 20 pounds on a like everyone guy, in this 60 guy's, pounds you can. Everyone in this guy's office knows me now. And like all like the x-ray techs, the ladies who are helping me with my feet and looking at all this shit and him and the ladies at the front desk, they're all buying into it. Like they're all, they see me come in and it's like, we all kind of have like a little reunion every time I'm going in there. And um, you're a smart guy. Like you said, you're a 4.0 student. He gave you the book. You bought a book on Amazon. You read it. Um, you told your mom what to make for you. No, no, she she took the reins too. She, as much as my parents empowered me to eat poorly early in life, they were, uh, you know, the biggest part of me being because I couldn't cook. I'm okay. in a wheelchair, so I'm not. That even emphasizes my point more. You had incredible support. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Crazy. From that day through today, uh, the support system that I've had is crazy support. Insane. It wasn't a solo journey. So. There's got to be some magnificent, magnificent poetic wording for this. But it is a solo journey. But man, the, w without a community and support, it, it's going to be hard. Yeah, 100%. Almost impossible. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No one else is going to impact what you put in your mouth. No one's going to drive you to the gym. But the people that you have at your gym, the people that are eating with you, the friends that you go out to eat with that understand, hey, I'm that fucker who is not going to eat a burger with a bun, and I'm not going to go to that restaurant because they don't have a single healthy thing to eat there. All those people, all those things do have an impact uh, over your journey. For all the people who are out there trying to complicate CrossFit, there's um, there's there's a really valuable story here. If you're 100 pounds overweight, just go to your affiliate. There's there's one thing that's going to happen automatically. You're going to start moving. But then there's two other things that are going to start happening. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to be around like-minded people. You're mm -hmm. going to be around other people who are, who were at one point either 50 or 100 pounds overweight. And you're going to pick habits up from them. Right. And you are going to become the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. And 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 that and that that so you're going to get nutrition. You're going to get movement first. Then you're going to get community. And then through that community, you're going to pick up great nutrition habits. Right. Yeah, the, uh, two of the guys that I met on my first day at CrossFit, I group text with. I don't live. I live 1,500 miles from them, and I talk to them every day. Still and, to uh, this day. Still to this day, they were so stoked when I told them that I was coming on here. They were like, they, they should couldn't be. believe it. You want to give them yeah. a shout out? Yeah. yeah. Hey Pete. Hey Kurt. No yeah, fuck those, those are guys. My boys. <laughs> 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 so that's were this they, is actually one of them right here. That's Pete. So were Peter um, Kurt? Um, were they? Had they gone through the journey you'd gone through at any level, or no? They're just uh, yeah. Pete had lost uh, uh, quite a bit of weight from his college life. Uh, to where I had met him. He's a big dude. He's in, they're both phenomenally athletic guys. Super strong. This is so. That's you. This is a yeah. This is me here in the middle. Is um, that a CrossFit gym? Uh, yeah, we're running back into the gym. Yes. This is so with my whole uh, broken feet. I was very hesitant to try and learn how to run again, and uh, not that I was ever good at it. But um, but you're, this was one of the first. Huge there. Look uh, at yeah, your but I'm, this is like yeah. Uh, but I mean, this is under. 300 or right around 300 wow. wow um which is crazy i mean i thought that i was in a way better place but relative to everyone else you're like shit you're still big and right. you're still strong this is like probably one of the first times i ran a, a 400 meter run this is our 400 meter run and it's back uphill to the gym this was a saturday like team workout i was working this is my buddy eric we were running up the hill and we were the last two dudes to finish the workout and this is like one of those moments where i'm like this is why i love this shit this is why i know that i'm here because everyone had already gotten their ass kicked they had already finished all of the work that they were supposed to do. Then they come out and they run another 400 with us. 
this is why the, this is the setting for this is everyone's finished their workout. They've already like recovered and then they're running back. They're running the 400 with us to finish. Once again, I'm probably preaching in the choir because everyone who listens probably goes to CrossFit. But if you don't go to CrossFit, this is not an isolated incident. This no. is a super this happens at my new gym. typical um, CrossFit scenario. Yeah. Um, everyone is going to be supporting you. Everyone right. is there for the same reason, to make themselves better. Who took the photo? Uh, my friend Lindsay, another coach that was there. That uh, She was actually coaching the, the Saturday class. She's awesome. I'm yeah, eternally grateful that, that, yeah, photo. that yep. she took that picture. Yeah. What's the name of her gym? Um, the she, oh, this is, uh, well, they're no longer affiliated. Um, it was CrossFit Olathe. Why aren't the they affiliated? Um, they kind of just had some ownership transition stuff, um, and they went more to like a powerlifting gym. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Do, do they do this still? Uh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. The reward. Well, new, you said new ownership? Uh, yeah, transition stuff, yeah. The reward that's there for helping people, people who are, who is insane, of course, but it, it's only going to grow. People are going to, we are, we are on a serious turning point that everyone is going to realize that their hope is going to a CrossFit gym. Yeah. And I, I, I know that sounds really culty and preachy, but well, I mean, like, man, I, to think about this gym that I started up, I walk in there and it's, it's an open air or they've got two big ass garages. It's your typical CrossFit gym. It's. Was. It was, yes. Sorry. Um, they have, uh, you know, two huge garage doors. Walk in there in August. It's Kansas, 90% humidity, and it's 97 degrees. And you're three bills. You're already sweating by the time you yeah. close the car door. Um, and you go there. And, and it was one of those where I, I talked to the owner, was the first guy I met when I walked in. Um, I had a friend that recommended me to go there. Um, took me like four months to even get me in the door after saying yes for four months. Um, what was it that finally got you in the door? It was like, you know, I don't think there was really anything that changed from one. It was like having beers with your buddies on the weekends. He's like, hey, come try CrossFit. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I got you. And then one day I think I just said, fuck it, you know, like I'm I think I might have plateaued on my weight loss. I'm like, all right, let's let's see what we can do. And then and so I recalled my doctor who completely separate from my roommate who is. So there's all these perfect storm of things that come in the doctor said after a year, he was like, okay, now you need to start moving. And I want you to do CrossFit. I do this CrossFit thing every Thanksgiving that I love this, like turkey bowl, um, iron bowl or something that it was called. And he was like, I love this. It's helped me with my weight loss doing this paleo. He's like, you need to give this a try. I think this would be good for you. Um, and then hold um, that thought. Sorry. It's okay. I'm going down sorry. a million different. It's totally. It's all Matt's fault. He, he asked a question when he should just be looking cute. Um, you you lose sixty pounds in into like in a six week segment and then in a like four or five weeks after another that, yeah. four or five weeks after that you, you lose sixty pounds. Your the your doctor, Dr. Carol Farrell is is elated, all the people in the hospital are high fiving you. You're still at home. Do they take the pin out? They do. Of with your, a, of your left foot. With a um with a wrench. He just uh, mm. tried to take it out. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty paleo esque of him um for a really bad diet pun there um <laughs> that's pretty good but uh but yeah no he took that out and uh yeah five stars <laughs> out of ten um they took that out and uh and so i guess yeah I've, we've kind of skipped a few things there but basically i had a year then after that when i got to the point where i could be on crutches and i could move around i moved back in so now i'm moving back in with your friends my friends yes. they hadn't given away your room 
No, no, I kept paying rent. Oh wow, yeah, look so. at you. Yeah, hey, look at you. It was only like a couple months. Um, but yeah, I moved back in, so now it's on me. This is when. And they're tripping. You've lost a hundred pounds. Uh, at that point, it was like sixty. You know, okay. I, I was able to move and take care of myself and all so that. So from four hundred to three forty-five. Yeah. Four or five to three forty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm cooking for myself. I'm taking care of myself, showering on my own, all of that. Um, back to work, driving. Are your um, parents obviously proud of you? Oh yeah, yeah. To this day, still. I mean, because you, you don't have kids, but when you have kids, you'll see that like your kids are your masterpiece. So imagine like someone took a big old a paint gun and shot the Sistine Chapel, and you're like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like they they watch you kind of like wreck their their greatest creation. <laughs> right, and but in they, a good way. And now they've seen you repair it. Yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they right. saw you, they saw you damage it. They saw the lowest. Yeah, point. and now they're like, "Oh my god, our painting is coming back." Someone's cleaning right. the paintball off right. the. Off. Oh yeah, 100%. okay. Yeah, so um, I'm back in, taking care of myself, doing all that. I get into a rhythm. Still not exercising. I'm still. This is. I mean, I go for a full year plus, like thirteen or fourteen months with no exercise. But the owner of my company, um. I went into his office to start my first day back in the office. And he said, wow, your results are great. You're down 60 pounds. It clearly shows everyone here knows it. Um, he was like, what's your goal? And I said, I want to lose 100 pounds in a year. And he was like, okay, well, you come to me a year from when you started. And uh, I'll buy you a trip to anywhere where I have it. My, he had a timeshare. And he was like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. I'll buy your flight. And I'll give you a week of, uh, of the timeshare. Wow. Wherever you want to go yeah. in the U.S. So it was a really awesome. I mean, my results were already pushing me. Right. But to have like something at the finish line where yeah. you're like, fuck, that's pretty sweet. And your work supporting you. Yeah, right. And he bought in. And he, and, and he used it as like, okay, I'm buying back into you guys too. I'm showing that this will have a positive impact on my work. Right. So everyone wins. You won't be falling asleep at work. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, and so. And you're I, 25 now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so on the the. 365th day I was down almost to a T it was like within like one pound I had lost more um I would had hit my goal and so he honored it he let me go to I went to Las Vegas and played golf for seven days um and uh that's awesome yeah and so like that I mean having people like that Matt man, loves that Matt loves it if someone here at HQ would pay for a week he's got all tingly inside a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean having people that that bought in that were people you wouldn't expect um that have small parts big parts small parts that end up being big parts um it's yeah that was a, a cool Incredible. moment so you're 100 pounds down when do you see this orthopedic surgeon who says you should do CrossFit? He had told me that he had planted that seed from the beginning. This is the same guy who put you on the paleo diet. Yes, same guy. Okay, same guy. Okay, so he's a, he's okay. kind of wrapped in the whole deal. Like he, okay, Does he gets he, both sides of it. Okay, and are you done seeing him at this point after a year? He's out of your life. I think I saw Tim. him up. No, because I also like once I started moving, he said that I would probably have some arthritis in my left heel and mm-hmm. ankle. And um and so I kind of kept going like on a quarterly basis to for at least a year to see, you know, how that was progressing and everything. Um, but he had told me to do CrossFit. He had said this is what I think would be your best thing to to try. And um and then you fast forward and I move in with a different set of friends and my buddy goes to the gym that I started at. So an orthopedic surgeon has to be he, he he's an expert 
and he knows the risks of being morbidly obese mm-hmm. versus um, doing functional movements right. that were created by yeah. God, like wiping your own ass, bending down to pick something up, putting something over your head on top of the refrigerator. Yep. Which is what we do in CrossFit. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Genius. He's a good man. And, um, okay, so 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 now you're down to 300 pounds, and, and, and your friend convinces you. Finally finally gets me in the door and um what's day one like pvc pipe like i said sweating my ass off um i think i did air squats and i did i don't remember my workout but it was like air squats burpees with like step back step up like very slow um because you're still 305 pounds you're not moving like anything is not easy Mm. um kind of learning those foundational movements the things you're learning what a snatch feels like you're learning what are you enjoying it or are you kind of hating it because your body's so big once i so that my buddy had gone there he had had relationship he'd been there for like three or four months he had had relationships established with folks some cool guys that he was friends with um those guys that i referenced um and i met them on day one and they were cool curtain and and pete and Pete. and, and all these guys i mean i met a bunch of these people on the first day and um and everyone makes you feel like you've known them for years which is just crazy it's like a it goes from like awkward introduction to like casual conversation very quickly. Um, and the owner that I kind of at the gym that I kind of latched onto was an incredible dude. I still talk to him. Um, and it just made me, that kind of made me comfortable. I was still very self-conscious, um, still very aware of how big I was, um, but started all those foundational movements. And I think what got me was the next day when I woke up and I had to do like the poop scoot down the stairs because I couldn't walk. And because uh, you're so because you're so, so sore. sore, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I heard that. And it, that right there, I was like, okay, I know I did something good. It wasn't like I couldn't walk. It wasn't like I was hurt. But I right, was like, right. I, just I know that feeling. My own ass, right. Really good. And uh, and that was it. I was like, how many air squats does it take to? Get, did you do twenty? <laughs> it was probably yeah, like three rounds of ten or something like right. that. For, pretty nominal. Something now that you do as a warm up. Yeah. Know? Right. You do 10 of those for a warm up now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started off doing like three days a week. And um, once I, my body had kind of acclimated to that, like you said, when we first started the show, I hooked. And so since then, you've been, you, you, you moved and you started another CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. And you've been going for CrossFit. Um, five years, basically. Since Total. Two, Between two gyms. Yep. Yeah. You have five years and you lost another 100 pounds. Right. Which brings you to where you are today at about 200 pounds. Yeah, 195, 200. Yeah. And wow. um, what, what's, what's a typical day of eating look like for you now? Um, so I kind of, now I'm at the point where I'm like in maintenance. I can kind of tinker with things and make it a little bit of an experiment. But I either go with breakfast is eggs and really I just try and stay super hydrated. I didn't like a coffee, um, nothing fancy, like eggs and hot sauce, uh, four eggs and um and then lunch. But right now I'm doing like intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not eating from nine at night till noon. And I have like a bulletproof coffee in the morning. And then I usually drink like a hundred ounces of water before lunch. Um, so you pee a lot? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. What time is it? But yeah. So I eat like two big meals, um, lunch and dinner. And I try and have something that'll... You don't eat any carbs in the morning? Nothing with your eggs? Just the hot sauce. I've uh, maybe a little sugar in the hot sauce. Yeah, that's in the I hot tried sauce. to add 
carbs in, I still stay relatively low. Like the only carbs that I usually have in my diet now are white rice or sweet potatoes. Um, still stay very clean on that just because I don't feel like. Do you eat ice cream? On a very great occasion. Like once a month? Like if we go like on a date night or something, we might like wrap up, go to Ben and Jerry's and, uh, and the town that we live in. How did you guys meet? Tinder. Dinner. Tinder. 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 And, 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 and when was that? In this uh, process? Right after I moved to Washington. 2016. And early so, 2016. And so. Um, I looked like I do now, roughly. Wow. So she's. I had to slowly ease. I think it. he's lost another 20 pounds since I've met him. I wow. think it's a change of 20 yeah. pounds. Fat. 20 pounds of fat. Okay. Before we go there, are your parents just f- fucking tripping? <laughs> oh, yeah. They love it. And, and I mean, every time we would go see that orthopedic surgeon and I would be down more weight and that would be the, and actually that's another thing is I didn't weigh myself frequently. Um, I actually didn't have a scale at home. And the only time I would weigh myself would be on my visits to that orthopedic doctor. And did you do that on purpose for a treat? So it'd be um, kind of a treat for you? Or? Yeah. And then I have the, the guy who started, it's kind of like we have that moment together, Let's start, step on the scale, boom. All right. That's your little fuck. Yeah. And, you are a sensitive um, guy. Yeah, you are. You're. A I mean, good dude. Takes one to know one. Um, uh, how yeah. tall are you? Uh, five seven. All right, we'll go with five seven. Well, you taller, how taller than me. Are you? I'm, five, I'm five five. You okay. seem a lot taller than that. Yeah, you do. I say five taller. eight, and she calls bullshit on it. So. Well, I'm five five, and he's about two inches taller than me. Damn, I'm the tallest guy in the room. Oh shit. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks taller. I haven't seen him stand up. Eric, you're, you're six foot. Six two, maybe. Six oh, two. get in the out shade. of here! In the shade. I believe it. Bullshit on that. Is one ninety five where you want to be? No, I think it'll change. I think when I have my surgeries, uh, see, I'm kind of curious how that all works. I don't really have I, my pre op appointments on Thursday, so I don't really know. Um, I don't have. I have a certain level of expectation, but I don't know like all the nitty gritty. Um, details on like what they'll remove or the pictures you sent are, 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 are I'm not going to lie are fucking shocking yeah and when you said um uh you're just now becoming comfortable with it like I, I fully get that um it, they look it looks like a deformation right I think the, the it's like um if you like, sit in the microwave and watch a pad of butter melt mm-hmm. it's kind of what I feel like your body happens as you lose weight just kind of like you know what i mean it, or like in indiana jones a, like when they stared at the ark yeah there you go good, yeah good, it's good, a good reference yeah, so this is i mean i have a male dude this is this week this is one morning this week it's not even symmetrical no, no it looks like the head is like photoshopped onto the body <laughs> but i mean even even i think i'll say thank you to that <laughs> even even your chest isn't it's not symmetrical like there was yeah, so you can much tell, like this is my non-dominant side so I don't know how much impact that has. You can even tell like the traps aren't oh, symmetrical. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh yeah. The uh, I mean, there's yeah. You can tell the tightness of skin on one arm to the other. The non-dominant arm has more or less definition than the right. Um, so what are they gonna do? So it's two different things. Um, what they're gonna do is they basically do a top half and a bottom half. I'm doing the bottom half first. <laughs> Um, and it's called a circumferential abdominoplasty. Um, and this is done at a plastic surgeon. This is not at a, like a, and this is all new to you. You didn't know the idea this world even existed until, until about to... a year ago. Okay. And, and actually the, the owner of my, uh, first gym had had that discussion with me pretty early on. He was like, I've had a client who's had 
a pretty good amount of weight loss. He was like, this is something that you're going to have to address one day if you want to. It's something that you're going to have to address. And um, and so uh, it has been an education, and it's been – I went to um, – and it's very expensive too. So, it doesn't even – you don't even look human. Do you know what I mean? It's like – this, it's, and it's, it changes from day to day, and and, and I've it does change I've, from day to day. In I, what yeah, way? I, like just how you feel, how you look, and I and I've followed some people on Instagram who've lost weight, and they're more outspoken about it, and they're like the you know they paved the way for you a little bit. I mean, I didn't even know these people existed until I was where I am now. It wasn't uh, like a tool for me, but now it's just like interesting to hear people Fuck who are in yeah. the same boat. And if you're and, gonna have a surgery, you need to know other right. people who've done yeah. it first. And there's a guy that I follow who looks. I mean, like now he's a bodybuilder, and like he's. A freak. He's in such good shape. Who is it? Uh, isn't it? He goes by like Possible Pat on uh, Possible Pat, and yeah. he went through the same thing you did. Uh, yeah, but he was bigger. He was like six hundred pounds. Wow. But he's huge. He's like he's really tall, okay. so he carries his weight differently. But like he went into figure shows and stuff like that. And um, I mean, the guys, like I saw him, and that was kind of one of the catalysts. Where I'm like, okay, he looks pretty good for having that surgery, and it pretty much identical to what I'm having done. Um, and so I was like, well, let's look into it again, and. Um, Yep, yep, this is him. So look, very similar. I look like that if I do that. It's when you're hunched down, you look different. Things move differently when you right. have different when you posture up and and do all that. But, um, but yeah. So like, I mean, you can see there. Like he's, he's yeah, he's got a six pack and and. So do they actually cut the skin off? They do. Yeah, they remove it. So what they'll do is it, it literally will be like a permanent belt. It's just below the waistline um, where they'll come in and they'll, my back, like, I mean, I have no ass. Like the, it, they'll lift that a little bit. Um, but basically they're going to pull and there's going to be, I'm going to have a little bit of a zipper here because they have to redo your belly button because that shit's all kind of concaved now at this point in time. Um but they're going to cut it and then they're going to tighten it. And because like, I mean, I have, I have abs, like they're in there. They're just, you can see them in the picture too. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and so, and then they, they oh, will yeah. pull yeah. on the will, top. They will all pull the, the top pulled down. down away. They, okay. they will pull the top down and stitch it back together all the way around your waistline. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a pretty significant amount. Are um, you excited? I am. And I'm not really scared of the, any like post-op pain or anything like that, just because all the shit that started this was pretty horrific. So I don't. And this is going to be the beginning of kind of like phase two, because it'll take probably a year before all of that even settles in, right? right? It's yeah, not it'll like, be. A it's whole not like you're going to have the surgery and be like, "Damn, yeah. I'm ready to go Calvin right. Klein this shit." Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, what? What? Um, why do you want to have the surgery? What's 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 besides aesthetically? It just like not looking human what so I when mean, you're doing push-ups that doesn't dangle or it does. because it does or and because you want to go to the beach or what what is the motivation i mean there's i mean it's like that yeah i'd like to do like i've lost this much weight but i'm still not comfortable like i mean you can see my white trash tank top line there like that's i got on vacation because i'm not comfortable <laughs> doing things that like going to the swimming pool um, right yeah. i mean the shit that people would People look at you one way when you're fat. People look at you a different way when you're like this. You're like, what? Yeah. This guy like yeah. from Area 51. What's this guy? Right. Right. Got going on. Um, so it's more of a confidence thing. It yeah. is things. Um, if you, if I walk around in a short sleeve shirt, which I and I'm way past this mentally too. People's eyes, you notice where they gravitate when they look at you as they walk by. Yeah. And people will always look at this right here. Right. What hangs below. Right. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. Would catch no, it's my just eye. natural. It's just human eye. instinct. Yep. Yep. Um, so they see something of, they don't recognize. It's unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and it's totally fine. Um, so that's, I think, just a little bit more normalcy. I feel like I've worked hard enough and and done enough good things that I want to look like a normal human. I want to get rid of these overhanging what if skin you, issues. And, what if you were to put the weight back on? I won't. <laughs> do, they t- do they talk to you about that? He hasn't yet. I don't think – I think when they, when they did my pre-op, he kind of asked those kind of – intuitive questions that are like okay well, how, how long, long have you been here? right it's like the gastric bypass like you have to do that whole like mental side of it where they're like are you going to relapse are you going to undo what we do when we put this lab band on here or whatever so i think it's this they're like if we're going to do this i mean granted you're paying the money so it's your right but if you're going to be a dumb shit and go back to looking how you did before it got you to this point then- would you, i'm just thinking i was just thinking if they remove the skin would you have enough skin to even handle it I'm thinking about like what kind of fucking complications there could be right. if you put on 100 pounds after they remove that skin. Well, wouldn't yeah. it just stretch out again? I, I would think that would be it's yeah. more like new skin would yeah. form like it would. Uh, I don't know. The scar but it's not going to happen. That's something that yeah. I'd never. That was a question that I honestly never thought because I have never. It won't happen. It's I not. Just that, no. no. You're thinking that there could be five pounds of skin on there. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of shit. Yeah, they they really that runs. I mean, that's you that's can what see, sort of started is, this conversation this when I was like, "Do you think you're more than the halfway yeah. point on my body?" So it's more than 180 degrees, and then this will come, you know, off in the second operation is the pectoral area, and oh, then they're I can't also wait to see this in a year, and then there will be an arm tightening uh-huh. as well, and that'll be done on the inside of the bicep. Um, did you ever did you ever think about getting um, gastric bypass surgery? I had some friends suggest it to me, um, but yeah. So this is that'll be the top half. That's post op. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That's that's promising. Yeah. So see, he's got all that shit running right down the middle, and see that's. But they do a good job, at least on the bottom half, of making it below your pant line are you gonna get a tattoo also (laughs) i would i think down the road i would actually like to get something kind of uh tribute to my journey like you know something um, do you know anyone who's made the transformation you've made no not not personally i mean just people i see on the internet and stuff like that but no you know we had gary in here and gary um gary roberts He, he works for crossfit and he's done. Um, he he basically he was uh, two sixty eight, and he. Went, I've heard you talk about him on the podcast. And he yeah. went down to one ninety eight. Yeah, he did a series incredible. on him called "Killing the Fat Man," and then um, uh, he he stayed at that weight for about two years, and then fell off the CrossFit bandwagon and stopped doing CrossFit for two years, and then we brought him in here, and he basically sat there and worked from right there, in in four months, and he sent every meal that he ate to Tyson. And he didn't eat sugar for four months, and he lost fifty pounds and dropped back down to one ninety eight. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I do know is one. That, is I that do accurate? Know, I thought he lost more weight than that, but oh, yeah. Yes. I have one friend who has done who started after me, a girl that I met along the way, um, and actually I've been. I forgot that I had been exchanging some messages with her on uh, Facebook. She actually just had the surgery done. Um, she lost, I think, like one hundred thirty pounds. So she she literally just had it done like two weeks ago, and so I've been kind of seeing. Like what to expect? She asked about pictures, and I'm like, I'm gonna go into that because uh, no two people are gonna be the same. Um, but she also does CrossFit, which is cool, um, and she's lost that weight and um, and had that surgery now. Um, <laughs> those are some nice shoes I'm wearing right there every, um, every time. Janus, oh, him? yeah, okay. Well, uh, is Janus your first girlfriend? 
Uh, yeah. And you were, uh, and you met, when, say that again, when did you meet? Uh, February of 2016. So just over two years. And you saw, you met him at This Weight? Yeah. And is that, is that weird? Is that like you're on Tinder and they're seeing you clothed and then like at some point you got to be like, hey. Uh, it took a long time. I'll be honest, it did. And um, is she like, what the fuck? Why doesn't this no, guy make dude, a move on cool me? she's been cool as fuck. I, I <laughs> couldn't imagine it having gone any better than it has. Um, it took, like, I mean, we met in the wintertime. And so, like I said about the whole thing about showing, like, this, like, the first time I truly, like, wore short sleeve shirt when we went on a date sometime, I was super self-conscious about that. And, like, that, I mean, she's been amazing, so... Um, and before then, so your only intimacy with human beings before that point is with your family and right. I mean like you college like stupid shit like you like make out with a girl like randomly by intimacy with, but, sorry oh, i don't I don't okay. even mean physical intimacy okay. I mean like yeah, like you, close you, friends and family you've never i mean you you she's the first person you had like to bear your soul with, yeah where you wake up in the morning next to him in bed that yeah. you're in the shower with mm -hmm. that you're like yeah and and you have and you have a lot to bear. You've been you've been carrying this shit around for twenty years, and there has to be some fear that that's going to be like an avalanche on your on your partner, right? And you're going to crush them and scare but them yeah, away. Yeah, you can't or... say everything at one time. You got to <laughs> ease that shit. I mean, like we became friends on Facebook. Like, Damn, you were right smart when... too. You yeah. Nice oh yeah, you can't smart. unleash yeah. all that crazy back do stuff. And um, everyone has their problems, right? And so she's got some shit to share with you, and you're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah. well, I lost weight, but goddamn, yeah. no, uh, no, uh, no. We've both been been good about that to each other, and uh, and I think like having social media, you know, like you, if you're talking to someone on that level, like not like a friend, but like a, a significant other, um, and you add each other on like Facebook or whatever, because that was that's how Tinder is based, you know. And then we connect, and then. You, Snoop, you go back through. You don't start uh, just today because you've seen him oh. today. So you're going to go back. So she like. So she's so like, what the discussion. fuck? Who's this guy with the same account name as you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, like, like, eventually it makes the discussion easier. Like, hey, you probably looked at my Facebook. You know, this was me then. Um, like, I mean, the, every facet of my lifestyle has changed, like, from the drinking, the eating, the exercising, like, everything. She knows this is... I didn't reinvent my wheel for her, and she loves how I am. She goes to the gym. She doesn't do CrossFit. Um, maybe what? one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> she hasn't, I was hoping that she hasn't got on the Kool-Aid yet. Um, <laughs> she goes to 24-Hour Fitness. Uh, the fact you. that Good we both have. Good for you. Awesome. Mm. She understood that and empathized with my lifestyle from day one. Mm -hmm. And maybe the uh, obsessive part, yeah, that turned. I mean, I'm in there for, you know, you 90 will, minutes to two hours. You will hurt yourself. Yeah. Be I already have. I broke my foot this summer doing double unders. Okay, yeah. Please doing flight simulator. So please, please be careful. I know you know we had we had Kai Rainey in here too, and and she had lost 160 pounds. Ramey, Ramey, Rainey. Oh, Rainey? Was she the my my last fat. Yeah, summer? my last fat summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And man, even her husband Hugh, who like she was talking about like running this half marathon and all the stuff she wants to do, but her feet were hurting. It's like, yo, man, like, yeah, you want to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Bring anyone's buzz down. No, I know. But yeah. like, shit, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, I don't want you to. If it, I take days off when schedule is odd and and things like that. If if I can go in and move, even if it's just riding the bike, if it's something low impact, I like I like to, I just like to move. I think right. that, that's at the point in my life now where I don't like to be sedentary. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, getting reintroduced to your body 
is the greatest thing that can happen to you in this fucking world. Like when I took my L1, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. In those two days, they reintroduced me to my body. Right. In hindsight, do you wish you would have taken your L1 sooner? Yeah, I do. I think that I once I was had success with losing the weight and had built so many really good relationships through CrossFit um, at both of the gyms I've been to, um, I think that I knew at some point in time, much sooner than last September, that I wanted to be a coach. And then later on, I know, like for me, someday I want to own a gym. I want to own an affiliate. You want to do, you want to help other people do. I want to do exactly what the people at my first gym did for me. My, the, the guy who owned my first gym when I've done, not sure if it was with other members of the gym, but, um, yeah, this is my new gym. Yep. So this was our uh, 12 days of Christmas workout. Um, but is he, that you on the end? That, yeah. I'm the only dude in the picture. Oh, you don't even look like you in there. Well, the beard, you know, it, you look five years young. like Mark Zuckerberg. You look five years younger here in person. Oh, that's good. Maybe it's the sweater. Those vests make people look old. Shout yeah. out to Goodwill. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a good well purchase. Um, but like the guy that owned my first gym, he uh, he band together with a couple of guys, and he get those original uh, cross uh, the Reebok lifters. He gave me a pair of those. Um, I have a Facebook post about it back in 2014 or 2013 that he gave me those and. I went from a guy who he thought he would never see walk into his gym again after the first day to a guy that he gave me those lifters. And that shit was just another thing that it's like, fuck, this thing is so much bigger than me. It's community, you know. And the, and the, and the L1 doesn't have to be for coaches. No, it's, no, absolutely. Right? And then the more, like, uh, like, just go to it. It's so, and it's actually, fun and it's, e- isn't it so easy? Yeah. They're just teaching you how to squat. Right. It's no, this, so easy. So this girl is a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I work out with her and this is her sister and her mom. She's tall. Um, she is, and she's strong and she's awesome. And uh, her request for her graduation gift for high school is the L1, which yeah. I think is cool as fuck. Oh, wow. And um, You'll take it with you your whole life. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, these, I mean, there's a couple of coaches from my gym in this uh, picture and then all they're all great friends this is uh this is besides her out in washington this is my family so so when you guys met had you already moved to washington yeah and so you you move out there you download this app a dating app you guys meet she does she are do you know on the first date that holy shit this this is did you did you do some snooping before you met no no so you didn't know that he had lost 200 pounds, that he was mm-hmm. actually I think it was a couple man. months after we had met that I was like, something's like missing that he's not telling me. So I just, you know, did my girl snooping and found that he had just lost a bunch of weight. But I still didn't bring it up. Like I wanted him to talk to me about it and not like attack him with that. So And wasn't he moving much slower than any other man you had yeah. ever met? Like just um, – <laughs> Oh, I, it took me a second to realize what you were thinking. For a variety of reasons. Because oh, 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 he's conscious, oh, self-conscious right. of his own body, <laughs> but also um, every step of, of intimacy is yeah. so new for him and exciting for him. He's probably just like, holy shit, I yeah. held her hand today. Oh, my God. We stared at I mean, each yeah, other for 15 you, minutes. You have a like, little more interaction like throughout the journey. Like you st- Women start seeing you as a... Right, sexual being. Right, holy for, shit. But like, but as you said, Gary yes, said for that us, some girl walked up to him at a party after lost weight and was like, "Hey, um, I'd like to fuck you." And he's like, "I never, I never heard that in my life." I'm like, happened, "I still never heard that." That in my happened life. to me five weeks ago. <laughs> really? Shit, you not hand to God. It was um, we joke about it like constantly. Congratulations. I no, it's 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 different. It's just like one of those things. You go from like you walk into a bar and you feel like you're in the movie where the record skips and the DJ stops the music, and then now like you're like. Mm. 
right. You're right. mateable on the most rudimentary level. Right, yeah. uh, uh, Human um, fundamental thing. A things. female sees you as um, a... Sexual well, desire. But, but not only that, but I mean as a, um, as a potent male who she would want to carry their baby. Yeah. I mean this like even beyond, even deeper than the More sex. Like, yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, he can, he can get me pregnant and then fight off the bear at the tent. Or it's like <laughs> at the cave, you know what I mean? Should they see you, and that had never had you had never had any. Yeah, not to that degree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was Matt. Matt. Matt played water polo. There was just women. There were women everywhere. Oh my god. Throwing themselves. Oh my god. Hardly. Wait I don't tell after I, practice. In, in all fairness, I don't know. I don't know the stories, but I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah get out. Yeah. None of us are. We didn't live under a rock. So, and, and for for all the ones we weren't getting, we know they had to go somewhere. <laughs> no comment. They had to go to the, some watering hole. Yeah. Matt, the watering hole. I have a cave and a wife, Vicious. and I, I fend off the bear just fine. You do. Right now. Um. So so it's a very slow process, and and is it is it is it good? Two years in. Yeah. Great. We've travel together we're planning on traveling together more this year do you guys say i love you to each other oh yeah all the time and mm. um are you tripping like because you know eventually she's gonna do crossfit but she doesn't <laughs> know it? like are you tripping on that i uh i have been as much i remember my starting and how like much i my buddy wouldn't harp at me too often but he would he would encourage me to come and i've told her i said we can go in a normal class we can go after hours we can go after the last class of the day and do our own thing. But I said, I'm never going to... You can squat right here. <laughs> right. Um, I'm never going to be like uh, the hard sell. It's right. like you can never... And that's the... That's what the this thing podcast is for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like what I've learned over this is you can't force... Like I see people all the time and I want to go up to them and be like, hey man, like offer them your assistance or say, hey, look at what I was or, but you can't do that shit because right. at a certain point you're almost become on the opposite in the same way as that fucking asshole doctor who said, are you tying yourself to mm -hmm. the fucking couch and eating mm -hmm. snicker bars? I really want to talk about your relationship more, but you brought up a super duper important point that I actually had a note in here. What advice do you have for parents? What like, like kid, like, like I'm the world's greatest parents, parent. I can on, tell you are on the, See your on the whole fucking planet. And I wouldn't know what to say to my kid if they got fat, because I would be so scared that I would uh, cause them to them. or cause them to retreat. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't want my kid to retreat into his head. When you're 25 to the day you die, you're going to be stuck in your head thinking about shit anyway. I want my kid to be free. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to like what 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 could someone have said to a young Justin Garrett that could have. Was there anything? Was there anything said, support? I, th I mean, sometimes people have that catalyst where you're really put in the corner, like me. Like, your back's against the wall. How the fuck are you going to get out of this? All right, you're going to do what I did. Right. And um, I think, like, hearing... like You were headed to death. A short life, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, in kind of a benign way, not even dramatic. Not like you were addicted to heroin or fucking no, 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 horrors yeah, or yeah, yeah, shooting yeah. up, but just like you were <laughs> just going to be a, just a tragic a rock star. Yeah, yeah you no. were going to be a th footnote death, just another yeah, fat guy right. got in a car accident, got an infection right. in his role and died. Yeah, I think I think really like hearing you guys talk on your podcast and and the more like every eight actually, every eight year old should be listening to this. No, 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 I, no. The things that, the things that I take away with, away from it are like. Pulling certain things out of a diet. Okay, if your kid starts gaining weight, you're like, okay, well, let's step back. Let's look at all this shit that our kid is consuming. 
and let's say, okay, well, we're definitely not going to do fast food anymore. But like just taking one thing out at a time, it's kind of like that, um, like an allergen diet, you know, like where you're trying to eliminate things and then adding them back in and seeing what you react to that's bad, like kind of that, but the opposite, like you're just taking one thing out at a time, like, okay, we're not doing any more sodas. We're not, um, no more fast food. Um, well, neither one of us really like fast food anyway, so that makes it easy. But I mean, it's just like things like that, like pulling one thing at a time and then letting that habit form and getting through that. And, and I, I'm a firm believer in like the three week thing, like three weeks, it's habit. If you stick with it, you know, it's probably reinforced enough that you can do it easier. And then you can think about doing other things. Um, we had, we had Matt Bickle in here. I think he, he, he lost about 200 pounds and he said, and, and, and I apologize if I'm misquoting this, that really with someone who has a unhealthy relationship with food, you should give them something to add to their diet first, as opposed to taking something oh, away. Well, that makes sense too. So like huh. a positive thing, like, something. yeah, like, Hey, be- every day, the first thing, you, um, be- before you go to bed every night, you need to eat a hundred grams of arugula or every night, before, you know, it, from the moment you wake up to the moment, you, I mean, he didn't say this, this is my interpretation of what right. he said. You have to tell them like, Hey, with every meal you need to eat. 25 grams of, of broccoli yeah. as, as or, opposed to being depriving them. Of right, right. Yeah, yeah. Don't and take their Coke away. Just kind that. of force them. Right. Start f- telling Drink them hundred ounces of water a day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're doing that to yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like a psychological I, that, that's manipulation. Been I've changed too over the years is, I mean, I have definitely been more well hydrated since I've started this, but like, especially when you're doing intermittent fasting or something like that, you realize that a lot of your hunger can be curbed because you're actually just thirsty. And right. when I like, I mean, my old boss, for instance, like I worked with him for two years in the same office and I think I saw him drink like three glasses of water in two years. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, like, what are you doing right now? Like, and we're like always, when we leave the house, we're taking water bottle with us. And I keep a case of Costco water in the back of my car. It's like things like that. Like, are you ever afraid that like it gets hot back there and like it's in a plastic bottle and like the heat causes the plastic? I don't plastic? get that granular. No. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. That's me. <laughs> I'm yeah. that way too. I'm like, God, I don't know uh, how much BPA is in there. I yeah. prefer to take a filtered yeah. water, but yeah. You don't even know. What is BPA? I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it stands for. <laughs> you did this for yourself. Like, were you ever like, when, when you were, when you, were you ever like rock bottom? Are you a religious guy? I believe in God. And um, when you hit rock bottom, were you like, oh my God, I need your help. Give me strength. Shit like that. Did you go? Mm. I think it was more like, no, I never got to that point. Like I'm like dropping down on my knees and like yeah. the stereotypical like shit out of a movie. You um, should have. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I think like further down the line, I was like, I think that I was given, there's a reason why I didn't die in my car accident. And there's a reason why I've had the success at losing the weight and doing that, that maybe there's a some a divine reason or whatever you want to say. But basically there's a reason why I need needed to be alive and why I needed to go down this path. And if, and I've always kind of turned that into now, I like, I want to give that opportunity for someone else to do what I've done or to have any sort of positive change, even if it's just lose weight, it's not exercising. It's, you know, helping them with their diet and they lose that they're, even if they're skinny and they lose 10 pounds, but that's the 10 pounds that has been like their thing, their unicorn for forever. Then, then that's what it is. I mean, when's the last time you've thrown something in anger? Oh, I did it about four minutes ago. I saw that. That was powerful. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I, do you, Never I, since we've been I, together. I'm not a violent person. He's not an angry person. person. Yeah, you seem like such a good person. Is he as good? Is is this really who he is? Yeah. He's this good 100%. of a person? You seem like social yeah. IQ, like off the charts. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you are a very sociable person and like very easy to along with and very attractive yeah. personality. Thank and you. Look wise. Yeah. <laughs> Did all three. Yeah. Trifecta over boom, here. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you, can, you can just you can read. Fuck, people. I'm walking out of here with my head high. I feel good. So you so so your rock so your rock bottom wasn't even like. Was it emotional or was it cognitive or was it intellectual? Uh, when I think of rock bottom, I think of like it just being like you're emotionally at, at the, this is going to sound paradoxical, but you're emotionally um, simultaneously overwhelmed and 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 vapid and sort of void of emotion at the same time. Like you, you, you you're borderline suicidal, and and that's why you've given up. And so that's the kind I, of catalyst for moving, for making that big s- right. But you know, how they say, sorry, s- sorry, everyone who's listening to my fucking idiocracy right now. They say that the darkest point of the night is right before the sun comes up. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that. Um, was it like that for you? And was it emotional or was it intellectual? Like, did you think, okay, eight plus eight is 16 and that means I'm going to die. So I need to change. Or was it See, like, that, holy fuck, uh, this is so fucking bad. Right. I, I knew I was, I had that cognitive awareness that I'm like, okay, this is your life. But I think I had kind of, I had never had any success. So I was, I think I had almost relegated myself to fuck. This might just be it. Like you, you could be that fat sap that the funny fat guy that lives life, you know, doing that and going down that kind of empty road. Um, you know, you don't want to be like the Matthew McConaughey still going to the bar, drinking beer. Hey, hey, you know, um, being single till you're whatever. Um, I'll be Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, but uh, you know, I think it, in this case it's a little different, just because it's like that catalyst, that line in the sand was drawn so distinctly for me. Like, you did you do it for you or for your parents? Where you're like, God, I got to change for my parents, or I got to change think, so I can get laid, or I got to change just for it me. It was never, it was never a <laughs> sexual thing for me. It was like a. You just get so tired of having people look at you one way, feeling one way, not being able to live a normal life. Like, I mean, f- shit, you saw that picture. I was still golfing. I was doing it. But, I mean, like, so you, you were don't getting enjoy enjoyment it. out of life. I was. Yeah, I was. Like I said, I was never, uh, never unhappy in a sense of, like, very depressed or I would, like, sit in the basement with the lights off and drink whiskey or any weird stuff like that. Like, I, I've, I've had a social relationship relationships with friends for for forever and i've had great friends who 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 saw this guy but knew that this guy was there but they ne- they it was like the shallow hal kind of thing you know like they never saw me as my 400 pound friend justin it was just my friend justin which is i mean those are the people that i still talk to because that was how they were they weren't the people that judged me for has anyone life. bared their soul to you and been like oh my god justin i'm so glad you did this like i was so scared for you uh, or i guess your I mean, parents yeah, they I'm sure they were probably the people that cared the most that I that I did that because no parent wants to bury their child, you know. And I think that the odds of that would have been pretty tremendous had yeah. I not uh, do you, made the change. Do you sweat way less? I sweat differently. You know, I actually this guy never pitted, and this guy pits, which is different. It's just um, interesting. Yeah, do you have I a theory on that? I don't. I, okay. uh, I uh, but I definitely did. You get. The weird sweat, though, like at this, like you get like the oh, like a woman with sweat. big boobs. Like yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was something that I was super self conscious of because, especially like you're sitting in this desk in college, and the teacher's got the heat cranked up, and you're already the per- and I would sit in the back, in the middle, like 
or in the corner and then you stand up and you've got like these weird like sweat lines it's all those like really small things where you remember being ashamed of or embarrassed of that like you're like fuck i that is in my rearview mirror i can see that and right. I drop, my pedal is down and i'm 180 <laughs> degrees the wrong uh, the, the right direction going away from it um um, when Kai was in here, she said she'd been doing CrossFit. I, don't, I forget for how long. I don't remember if it was three months or a year or whatever, but she hadn't lost any weight. And she was getting out of her car after going to the CrossFit gym, and she walked into her house, and she started crying. And then it hit her. She walked from her car into her house without taking a break. Mm. She had always taken a break because she was tired halfway, and she right. would stop, right. and she didn't need to do that. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah, and yeah. so she was like, holy shit, See that, and I that, can live with this. Right. And I think that's why people don't, when they're doing embarking on this, is the scale is not, does not need to be your indicator. It doesn't need to be your barometer. You don't have to be tied to a number. You have to, it, you have to step back and look at it, you know, from a macro standpoint like that, where you say, holy shit, yeah, I, I'm not breathing like a panting dog when I walk upstairs to tuck my kids in at night for bed or, or any walk up four flights of stairs to go to my office because elevators broke i can do all that stuff like now you look forward to it yeah yeah i mean right yeah that's just there's things that you forget about that just go away and then at some point you have a reminder that they were a bad way at one point and then you take stock of that and then you're grateful for it and then you remember it and then and you use that as to say hey okay well my weight hasn't budged on the scale but yeah my ankle doesn't hurt anymore when i walk down the stairs this inward flexion doesn't hurt um it's like things like that like something that you had accepted to be there the rest of your life yeah i I totally did yeah that that was for probably like three years after my accident um walking i would feel that when i would walk downstairs and i would feel a lot of especially if i ran or did double unders or stuff like that and then eventually that movement that started opening up and my ankle mobility still has a long ways to go but that's a pain that i don't have anymore and that's something that i attribute to crossfit to moving to doing all these things, all these, all the squatting, all the running, all the rowing, all the biking, um, everything. It's just. Did you ever, when you embarked on this journey, think of yourself as a role model? No. Do you resent at all that you are a role model? No, no. I no. I, I, I actually whether put something you, on Facebook. Whether you like it or not, you are. Yeah, I put something on Facebook this morning before I came in here saying how excited I was to come here. And, and part of what I said on there was that we should all use whatever platform and tools we have at our disposal to elevate the people in our lives, not to do the opposite. And You so, have it. I feel yeah. sorry for Gary sometime. He's been my friend for a long time, 10 years, let's say, and more, 12 years. And and. I feel sorry for him is not the right word. I don't feel sorry for him. I have concern for him that the pressure he feels to not put that weight back on is um, because of societal pressure it, it, um, is overwhelming to him. He's never given me that sign. I'm kind of making it up in my head. He never acts like that. But I just, I, I just think, man, that sucks. Like if he goes up to 210, he must feel that in his head. Right. Right. Yeah. For like every one person who's happy for you, you've got two people saying, but what if? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been fortunate. And I think it probably not even, but what if, but what, but, but let's say you did go up to 210, like, cause he did go back up to 210. And like, I don't want him to feel like he's being, he, he feels like he's letting everyone down. I know he bears a lot of responsibility for being a role model. Right. I understand that. Yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're right. That he does feel that. Yeah. I definitely do. I mean, his, I mean, he ballooned back up 
I mean, it's probably the reason that it got so far out of hand was because of that pressure. Yeah, you, I mean, you, and you he established... started hiding. He started hiding from us. He hid yeah. from us for like two years. That's yeah. Really no, yeah, no, no. No, you established one thing is that people were used to you as as big, and then okay, now they're used to you as the person who loses weight, and you've now established that's the new norm. And then if you change that and diverge from that, then people are gonna. It's. it's I think that's natural. Um, yeah, I've never, I haven't felt that yet. I don't know if maybe there'll be a different stage in my life, like say when we have kids where like, okay, gym focus. Now it focuses to work and kids, not work and gym. It's those seasons of life. I, I, I'm still in the same season as far as where I'm at and my, um, you know, in that relationship wise. So um, we're still at the point where we can both go to the gym after work and then we reconvene back at home and have our, our life together. Um, Janus, what do you think about his diet? Do you, do you trip on it? I mean, it's pretty strict. She's vegan. I'm vegan. So, oh. so I'm it's, full it's polar opposite. Carnivore. So it's hard to say, but he's, I'm very carb based, but like natural carbs and he's never really any carbs. So it's different, but I still see it like that works for him. And that's a strong belief for me. Like I don't push veganism on anyone, so he shouldn't be pushing meat on me but we both find that that works for us so i mean it's like that i saw the uh the 18.3 reminder on the, the app that said so, yeah. that said that we got to keep up with vegans it's kind of the same thing as being a vegan is like being crossfit it's a it's a, a lifestyle it's a, a kind of a foundational element for a lot of the people that adhere to both of those things and it's like we don't push either one on each other thank right you. thank you for getting We're, the joke too by the way i i loved it no <laughs> yeah Maybe there's nothing here with what I'm about to say, but um, when you are um, vegan, as opposed to that, that that's basically saying you're not going to eat plant pro- animals, animal product, right? Of any kind, yeah. Of any kind. So he could still be vegan, although it would be difficult, and chase his diet um, from a macronutrient composition. Mm-hmm. Yours is more. I don't know whether you do it for ethical reasons. Mostly, yeah. Okay. So his is for – your diet is for um, – based on macronutrient composition. Mm. Yeah, sustenance. I mean I do it for – yeah. And her, It's not and, as much of an ethical thing. Right. And, it's and a, hers, a survival. Yeah, and hers is like for like ethical reason. Right. Yeah. But you could be vegan. I could, yeah. I, I've, I, he tries what, whatever I make. I mean I have no You would just chase objections. the proteins that are in – Yeah. Yeah, what, what does that look like for dinner every night? Do you cook together? No, we actually we uh, cook together, but on different stovetops. Like he has one, and I have another yeah. kind of thing. But there's certain times where I'll, I'll make mine just like use uh, olive oil instead of grass-fed yeah, like butter. Sweet and... potato fries. We'll make that together, and we use olive oil. There's yeah. a lot of popcorn. easy subs. I love she loves popcorn. popcorn. I don't doubt what, what woman doesn't love popcorn? That's yeah. why, why? Why no popcorn for you? I've just there's things that I used to love and. Once I changed, I just kind of... Is like, popcorn bad for you? Is there anything in popcorn? It's actually, if you don't butter it up and add all that's that what I mean. it is, But that's yes. what the... It's like what 150 pop- calories oh. for this huge-ass bowl of popcorn. You can get like a bag of popcorn. It's like four or five blocks. Gary blew my mind. I drink coffee for the caffeine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like, that's love That's the only reason. Coffee. But he loved coffee for creamer. Uh, and I didn't even know I that. I, I didn't even know that, that was possible. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like liking cocaine for the straw to me. Like, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah, the coffee is a oh, delivery mechanism oh, for. Uh, that was a really good analogy, by the <laughs> way. You. I'm sure that's what a lot of people will tell you about that too. No. <laughs> uh, is it harder being 400 pounds, or is it harder living? Which lifestyle is harder? The 405 pound lifestyle or the lifestyle you're living now? By far, the, being bigger. Bigger. Yeah. This, I mean, this is all. I, I'm 
anything I do now, I bring on to myself and it's because I like doing what I'm, what I'm doing. So, um, I wouldn't say that there's anything that working out is difficult. CrossFit workouts are tough, but they're, they're good. I like them now. I like the feeling that I get when I finish. So definitely being, being that guy on the left side, far more difficult than, than anything today. And, and enduring that for as long as I did and the changes to get here, like that kind of makes, it's easy to think that anything else is, you can probably tackle it if you really need to be. It's, I mean. Your identity was really rooted in being the big guy, right? When you're that big. Mm-hmm. And now your identity is being, is, is really, is a, is a person, is a transformational figure. You're, 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 you're an icon amongst anyone who knows you. Even, even Matt and I who just met you will never, and Eric will never forget you. Um, uh, as, as, a, as a person who's gone through a massive transformation. In 20 years, you weigh, you'll be uh, 48 years old. 50. 50 yeah. years old. And um, you'll be still 100 and you'll be 190 pounds. 78. 178. He's going to <laughs> be great. Yeah. Um, will you still, do you think that, that that guy will go away too? The transformational guy? You think your life will ever just be like, um, no, I hope not. Mundane and boring, like Matt's. <laughs> Shit, pretty <laughs> incredibly uh, with a cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I hope that it whatever this is now has a big impact on who I like. Granted, it, of course, it will have an impact, but I that there's some sort of legacy or lingering reminder, like I said, of like maybe owning a box or an affiliate. So or, you uh, like. You're okay with identifying if the world sees you till the day you die yeah, as the absolutely. guy who took control of his life and transformed Yeah, because I, like and... I said, I, I want that to be something that other people can see as possible. Because even though awesome. Greg is fighting to get rid of pop and fast food and all that stuff, it's still going to be a problem down the road. And there's going to be people that still look like that guy and want to make a change, but they're too scared and... I want to be able to help someone. That do. garbage is not going to be wiped off the face of the earth. It just needs to be out of the influence of right. you know and, what a healthy yeah. lifestyle right. yeah. is. Exactly. I want to I want to say something just to be super duper clear, and I'm glad you brought it up. CrossFit Inc. has absolutely zero issues with soda pop. Okay, sorry if I outstepped there. It's okay. No, it's, no, it's awesome because it's a it's a ma- it's a ma- it's a massive confusion because because there's this conventional thing that like. Um, Everyone across it knows that soda is bad for you. Check. Everyone knows that you should avoid sugar at all costs. Check. You know. But we're human, and, and, and those things happen. The real problem that CrossFit Inc. has with soda pop is their influences in the health science mm. and in the politics of fitness. Right. They have been significantly involved in fraudulent science. Mm-hmm causing the problem that we have today that's leading to millions of people dying prematurely they are crippling the economy with their fake science because of the medical cost happening right in this country and in the world but on top of that they're also involved in the politics of making it illegal in the united states to do crossfit I've heard you guys mention that. Yeah. Is that I mean, you think they're fucking crazy. That's conspiracy talk. No, no, no. It, it our foundation of CrossFit is a nutritional prescription. That nutritional prescription is saving has saved your life. Mm-hmm. Even though you found it somewhere else. Right, right. It's our, it's it's, our prescription it also. It ties in to exact. Yeah. They're trying to make it so that CrossFit gym owners 
around the country can't suggest for you what to eat. I mean, it's, uh, so that's the problem. That's crazy. He yeah. has, he has, he, he wishes them well. Right. Do so to pop, raise healthy kids, do whatever you got to do. Stay the fuck out yeah. of our lane yeah. and we'll right. stay the fuck out of your lane. <clears throat> yeah. But if you do come into our lane, we will fucking, we'll scratch your eyes out. Right. Even though you, that's not like, you know what I mean? Like we just yeah. want you the fuck out of right. our lane. Like do Let's not coexist and yeah. And, do not yeah. go to your local congressman and tell them that hey, those CrossFit people are saying because they want you to believe that you can exercise away a bad diet. You cannot. Oh yeah. You cannot. I I, I, I mean, it's like so. I just wanted to be super clear, no, and, no, I, and no, I, I like understand. it when it's said because then it gives me that platform to be right, like right. super duper no, clear. I get it. And CrossFit Health, that is the message for CrossFit Health. I was just reading today. Do you mind if I keep going on my go on on my um soapbox? Diatribes what came to mind, but tangent works too. I was gonna say tangent. <laughs> I bet he's watching cat videos right now. He's actually not looking. <laughs> CrossFit health isn't about your health. The answer to your qu- the answers to your questions about that can be found at CrossFit.com. So so CrossFit.com is about getting healthy. It's about getting on one of the lifeboats that is an affiliate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, CrossFit health is an investigation into the ills of modern medicine and the willful abuse of the public's trust in science. And so maybe our naming's off a little bit or, or maybe it's perfect and we just need to educate people, but that's just sort of like yeah. where we're at. And, it, and it's, um, it's so sad that, um, that some of the, that the smartest people in our society, the doctors who go through all of that fucking schooling have been, um, that their study materials have been influenced and poisoned by Right, by by deep pockets, yeah. by money bought off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they don't even know it, right? They're, they, I mean, like, but some doctors do. The right. CrossFitting doctors do. Yeah, they know. They know. Like your doctor, your orthopedic surgeon knew what his job was. Right, his job was to work on your feet and get you back. And on he was feet, a human. He was right? not. Yeah, he, there was no, uh, you know, secondary motive there. There was not. His influence was, hey, I'm. I've had this life. I want you to have this life. You need to get healthy. Do and, it. and he even knew, like, hey, man, I'm going to get you back on your feet. Right. But that's bare, like, that's just so you can go to the start your life over and maybe save your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. What? What? Uh, what's next for you? What? 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 What are you? You're going to have this surgery. Yep. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. Um. You're. Uh. You're going to continue down the path of maybe even even. I, I know losing weight isn't your metric. I apologize if I'm putting oh, no, it on you, but, but no, maybe no, no. even lose more weight, become leaner, um, I, continue yeah, I to think play that, with your diet. I think that's something that I want to explore after. Because I've, I've been more like just very much not counting macros. Um, I think that's the next kind of thing on my tinkering that I mentioned earlier is kind of messing with that. I have a, a guy that I coach with um, that's really good at, at macro counting and alignment and all that. And, uh, and I think I'm going to kind of lean on him to help me get that figured out. Um, but yeah, down the road, I would, I would love to own an affiliate. Um, I'm not anywhere near there right now. I love, I've been coaching for five months and I love the shit out of it. Um, so I'm going to enjoy that for now. And tell me, what do you coach? Uh, where? Oh, what? Oh, uh, just the normal CrossFit classes. Um, so it kind of varies. We have a few folks that do it, uh, as more of a full-time job. Whereas the rest of us that coach are, are members and we do it, um, kind of 
where where we fit in with our schedule. Uh, the last couple of weeks I've been doing Monday mornings, so I'll coach 530, 6.30. Um, the 7.30 break is now uh, relegated to people redoing their open workouts because mm-hmm. we're all crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 8.30 and 9.30 class. So Are I'll you be doing the like, open? I am, yeah. It's Got awesome. my first muscle up a week ago today. So. Holy shit, yeah. congrats. Yeah. First spring muscle up, yeah. So. And then he did four the next day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so oh, I, I'm awesome. a very strong believer in the power of the open and the uh, – Oh, look yeah. at oh, Eric. Look at him. Yeah. Eric doing Killing his work. It. Yeah. It's, um, I think my mom got her first double unders in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I coach, um, you know. Yes. 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 Yeah. Let's go. Man. And imagine if you had some Reeboks on, you probably could have got three uh, right no there. No shit, right? Oh, <laughs> way, <laughs> way less clunky. Congratulations. Uh, That's amazing. You. Yeah. So no, I coach, you know, uh, I think this coming week I coach eight hours, eight classes. Um, Did you ever think you'd have one of those when you started CrossFit? Uh, no. I watched the people who I thought were freaks and were in awesome shape, and they were like college athletes, and they would make that look so easy. And I was like, nah, let's just work on getting a pull-up. <laughs> I really like how strong your pull is too and how minimal your kip is. Yeah. Your it's a very is, efficient hip. Yeah, it, but your pull is so nice and strong. I, I'm not a big fan of the um, kipping uh, – yeah. The big it needs swing. Some more. I try to tear my shoulder in two or three pieces the next day, but uh, <laughs> oh, it's pretty it was, good. You got you look strong. Yeah. You look really, really, really strong. Yeah. I, I I think the um, you know the the different the di- or not dichotomy. I don't know the the range of people that you see in a given class is what makes it so great because you have people who are they could be fifty, but they were a three sport athlete in college, and then you have people who this is the first exercise they've ever done. And they're like, they're learning how to do an air squat and they're working with just a PVC pipe and getting them to understand that they don't have to have an ego and grab a barbell right away. And, and I never force my background on people, but the instant that I meet someone new, I try and connect with them on social media so that they can do their own snooping. Then they can see. And then it's kind of that, like if they want to broach the subject, then they can come to me. And then they know that I'm an approachable person for that. But I'm not sitting up at the front of my classroom saying, hey, this is Justin. I, I was 405 pounds. I'm your instructor for the day. Um, and as people know me, they they get to, they just kind of learn that. And whether it's from someone else telling them or, or whatever. But I want people to, to, to see me as I am now, but to know that when I walked into the gym, I was not me. I was 110 pounds heavier. Um, what advice do you have to affiliate owners when someone 100 pounds overweight walks in the door? Uh, that's, that's an, I mean, that's a very big emotional thing for everyone. Um, I think the like passive encouragement, you don't want to be like hovering over them, like giving them too much time, but making sure that they know that whatever they're doing, whether it's minimal or they're, what they're doing is just as impressive to you as the guy over in the corner who's cleaning 300 pounds that you're reinforcing. And if you don't see that, shut your doors to your affiliate. (laughs) I think I actually saw, um, I'm sure, and I've never met an affiliate owner who doesn't know that, but it's a great reminder. Right, and I saw Ketrin, David's daughter, put it on her story, and I actually screenshotted both of the pages. It was the thing about what acting like you had met a celebrity the first time that you meet anyone, especially like as an affiliate owner when they walk into your door, acting like you're like truly happy and elated to have met them. Having that feeling and meeting and having your members know that and our and our gym does a great job. That she our one of the owners sends out emails to all of us coaches. Um, the instant that a new uh, new member joins, and they say, "Hey, be on the lookout. This is their name." 
meeting awesome. those people from the from the I first love, what, day. What's they meet CrossFit Kirkland? Kirkland CrossFit. Awesome. Yeah, and and that's great. And and that that feeling that she's trying to get us to provide to people is the feeling that stuck with me from the day that I walked into my first gym and those guys that I still talk to and I still have all those fond memories and probably why I didn't quit as a fat guy walking into a gym full of what looked like all gifted, strong, fit people. So I would say that, I mean, that first, that first initial interaction is crucial. It's everything. I mean, first impressions and anything, but this, I mean, you've got to interact. It's not just a superficial hi, hello. Like you have to be engaged. You have to talk to people. Make them feel welcome. Don't be a weirdo and make them feel overwelcome. Right. But make, Absolutely but not. Be, You're not trying to sell them a pair of shoes on the first day and like buy this uh, protein powder. Like none of that, like not preachy. You want to be engaging, personal. I think that's why, why I would like to do that. I, I, when I coach and when I'm in there, I act like I own the gym. I mean, I think that. You're, the owners probably appreciate that. Yeah, I right? hope so. They, I mean, they, want, they want you to feel that way probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that not because there's anything personal in it for me as like it brings a the coach. best out of you, right? Yeah. I, I, that's the first step to hopefully maybe that person that I'm meeting will have something happen to them like me. And then that's, if you could say that you were a star to that or part of that, then that's really cool. So. What advice do you have to someone who's a hundred pounds overweight, who doesn't want to go to a CrossFit gym, doesn't want to go, sorry, who wants to go? but isn't going for, for, for fear. How do they find a good gym? How do they overcome that fear? What, what, what's the, I think you've got to go off of your gut. You've got to walk in there. And if you're treated like a human being and not a piece of cattle and you're not just the, like, they don't say, Hey, let me get you on our waterfly and get your drop in paid for right now. And then we'll address you as a human. Like you want to, don't be afraid to look, at more than one gym, find a place where you're going to feel like a, a family member right off the bat. You don't, you want to have that, you know, casual, unawkward conversation anywhere where it's going to feel, it's all going to feel intimidating that if you're with 300 pounder and you're walking into any gym, regardless of a CrossFit gym, it's going to be intimidating. Um, I would say looking at social media. Okay. If you look at Instagram for my gym, you don't, you're not seeing CrossFit games, folks. There are people, we have guys, we had a guy win the CrossFit games last year for the 50 to 54. Um, but the average person, it, they look like us. Um, like you see normal people, you see things, you see kids, you see you this see guy. food. You see, those were fucking incredible, <laughs> by the way. Those are definitely not paleo. Those are Kings Hawaiian. Um, but this is what we do on opens on Saturday. Um, one of our members, Kathy, she makes food and brings it in and drinks and stuff. Uh, yeah, she got her first uh, muscle up. And um, here, just a... Amanda. Yep. Amanda killing it. Yeah. What What do you point at that for? She's going to like it. Holla. There we oh, go. my goodness. That, see that? Like that? But seeing What's this that is like... What's that yellow stuff on the bar? Uh, like a rubber grip. They don't like us to... Uh, if Tape is a pain in the ass because you need to take it down each time. So people will have like these and they'll tie them up for okay. a little more tack. Okay. Um. That's amazing, by the way. Yeah, that's, but it's just that's you, cool. finding a gym where you see people that you can relate to. It's just like normal folks, you know. Um, <laughs> they're making me do thirty burpees on my thirtieth birthday. That sucked. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, look how buff so, you look there, <laughs> and happy. Yeah, uh, I think that finding a and and I actually met a guy. I love it how you're working out and hot and sweaty in the 
lady next to you is wearing like a, uh, she's ski, a, she's wearing a <laughs> ski jacket. <laughs> yeah, she's actually interning to become one of our next coaches. So, um, good friend of mine. She was give, she was flipping me shit the whole time and and calling me a pussy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I actually had a guy I uh, worked out next to the other day, and um, and he was new, and he said that he saw he said that he follows us on Instagram, and. Um, and I think having some, see, it's a community. It's a family. You have people of all walks of life. Look at her. She's got kids that are in college. He's, I mean, he's sitting top 50 in the West region right now. She owns the gym. There's people, I mean, they've got kids. They've got families. Their parents, grandparents. It looks like an awesome gym. Yeah. I, it's I'd a, go to it. Yeah, it's a great community. And so I think finding a place that will convey that to you will allow you to be more comfortable when you walk in. This place didn't intimidate. I mean, it was a different place in my journey, but is um, there is there any way? Is there any reason why someone should wait? No. If you can leave your ego at the front door, then no. Even if you're like an ex high school athlete, but then you blew up in college and you're gained a bunch of weight, and you're like walking there thinking, "Oh, I can, I could do Murph today," but you know you can't, and you're gonna get your ass kicked. You just have to be. You have to walk in humble. I think, and but you have to tear the bandaid off. You're not, if you wait, you're gonna keep waiting, and then a uh, week turns into a month, turns into a year, turns into you haven't changed, and you possibly have gained more weight. So I think that I said yes, I would go do CrossFit for, I don't even know, four months, <laughs> and then I finally went, and I never regret it. You just gotta tear the bandaid off. Show up once. Yeah. What's the greatest thing? about being Justin today in 2018 versus Justin in 2011? Well, I'm alive. <laughs> is It could have been touch and go. Who knows if it had changed, um, if nothing had changed. Um, I've got a great woman. I've got, I'm as close to my family and my friends as I've ever been, even though I live 1,500 miles away from a lot of them. Um, life is good. You can do things. You can go hiking. You can travel the world comfortably. Um, I never thought I would have done half the stuff that I've done at this point in my life that I have now. I really feel like my I, uh, uh, the like the day that I started doing all this is kind of like the second birthday I have, in a way. And it's and it's funny because I told her that uh, the date for that was six six twelve, and there's two halves to the whole, and that's kind of I thought it was an eerie. That's just a stupid numbers thing. But I I like to look smart at it that people way. do that shit. Yeah, but um yeah, so that's I think. Yeah, life is outstanding. I'm here today with you guys. Yeah, who, every minute who would have thought um, if you would have told someone in 2011 that you were going to be a, fit, a fitness coach at one of the premier <laughs> gyms in the world? Yeah, they would have <laughs> laughed. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't have finished the sentence without laughing. You know, but but you're an expert. You traveled to the far reaches of the fucking weight galaxy. Yeah. And um, – do you have any Do you have any opinions on 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 surgeries, on weight loss surgeries, gastric bypass surgery, on anything like mm, that? I'm not a fan. I think some people feel like, at the point where they're at to do that, they think that is the only option for them. Um, I'm not personally a fan. I had definitely thrown it around with friends because that was they thought at the time it was the only way that I was ever going to change. It was like, well, why don't you just go have bariatric surgery or bypass or whatever all the different names are for that lap band? Um, but I never. It, Never came to that. I think you did drinking. People, you people, did drinking and driving instead. I think it's a. Kind of, yeah. I think it's. Sorry, a, I know that's not no, funny, that's good. but it is funny. Hey, if it was like 2012, I thought that dig would have sucked, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I think people. It's a sounds insensitive, but coming from both sides of the fence, I think I think it's a cop out. 
I think it's you wanting to do things without making a change. But if you do those after you have that, it's going to go back to the same way it is. So you have to, even if you do that, you still have to change what you're doing because even, you know, if you're eating this many chips, but the lap band only allows you to eat this many chips, you're still eating fucking chips. Right. Right. And yeah, that's, there's no bandaid for that, for that. You have to, it takes the work and the effort and discipline. Discipline. Will you come back in a year? I'm sorry. Will you come back in a year? Absolutely. And you'll bring more pictures? Absolutely. I'm dying to see what happens with your surgery. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, I'm dying to see what happens. Yeah. No, I'm... I, and that, I guy, from, that guy you have is a great role model. Yeah. What's his name, Pat? Pat. Yeah, I don't, I have never reached out to him. But I've just never, his photos. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, no, it's his, great. His, uh, and, him bearing his soul and being a role model yeah. is awesome. And see, that, and it's all relative, right? So, like, that's a big change for him. He showed it to someone like me who's at that point where they want to make that change. And that inspired me to do that. So there's all these different mediums that you can do it at different stages for people who someone could look at me and never know if I'm wearing the clothes that I have on now, they could never tell that I've lost the weight, but, right. but I know, and I want to do something different about it. And there's someone that is showing that on Instagram and it allows you the courage to make the next step that you want to do. And then you have that third phase now. So yeah, no, I'd love to come back. Normally I feel like no one should do anything like that, but I just feel like you've earned it. Like I've never been, you know what I mean? Like, and I follow people who don't want to because they think it's battle scars and I get that, but like kids made fun of my nose my whole life growing up. And like, I would have thought my mom was like, Oh yeah, no problem. At at, at 23, I'll get, I'll I'll pay for surgery to have you have it, you know? And she knew that what she was doing, she was telling me that because by the time I was 23, I didn't give a fuck. (laughs) I stoked. It was my nose. Right. I love it. Um, but, but, but you've earned it. But but you I mean it's it's awesome. Yeah, and, thank and, you. And I'm and I, and I think it's a cool part of your journey, and I think it's motivational, and I think um, yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm pumped for you. Thank you. Totally. Yeah, so we'll see. You. We'll see. We'll work out now, and then after that, we'll get you out of here and see you in a year. Looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> but first, all of it. Land the plane, Eric. I think you need to get better delivery for it. It's, it's our only fancy thing we do. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys.